0: Yes, we are live on a Thursday. It does feel like Friday. I don't know why it feels like Friday.
1: Is that okay?
2: What? That it feels like Friday?
0: Yeah. And you normally it's like, oh man, it feels like Monday. And it's, yeah. You know, Wednesday. What? This week won't move. <laughs> I feel like for a slow start of the. I feel like the Sixers in Game One. You know, we had a really yeah. slow start to the week, and then all right. the things have picked up.
2: Things have picked up and, uh, you know, we still have to wait another day now for a game, though, which kind of stinks for our game. Correct. Yeah. For our game. Now, and where is Barrett? I mean, I hey, don't know what is going on here. We didn't get any kind of uh, text message this morning that oh uh, actually. No, wait a second. Today is the day that he flies to California.
0: Oh, is he not on the show today?
2: He told us about this last week. Yes, he's going to be gone today, tomorrow and Monday. Well, hold on a second, because to go out to Anaheim,
0: let's see who's faster on the draw here. Let's now he he did warn us last
2: week, but he doesn't say anything yesterday. Hey, I'll see you Tuesday, fellas. You know, he just he's just like uh, he's like a ship in the night.
0: Yeah. Not, you know, University. No, not ship. You No, No, he's a ship in the night. He disappears. He just disappears. You don't even see him. I don't even know if he's been to Ireland yet. He's mastered the Irish exit. Right. Exactly. He's just out.
2: He's out. So I, I mean, mean, I don't even know if he notified Xander. Hey, you know, uh, you know, don't
0: send me the link today. I'm, I'm out. Well, I, I don't think so because Xander who is our again, across the entire Jacob media YouTube channel, where you should be leaving us a like, hitting us up with a subscription. We'll continue to tell you as more people file in, as we just start o- open up right now. But, yeah I mean, we had the three-person background going, right because I, I think the general assumption was that Brooks is going to be here. Well, he's not. now what? But he did tell us last
2: week, okay, he so did. it's not it's not like one of these deals where he just vanished with with no word. but you know, you, typical, like you know, like I was out for part of the show on Tuesday. I text you guys either the yeah. night before or that morning. Hey, you know, I'm going to be coming on for the first couple segments from the from the club. But, but, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I don't just yeah. drop it on you.
0: Maybe maybe we just didn't check our email this morning.
2: No, I've checked mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've checked mine.
0: Yeah. Now, our buddy uh, for, <laughs> Trevor from the 203 is mm-hmm. he going to Levitard now that he found out. Okay, good. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> he's not. He's joking. but I I will say this. Here's what is going to happen today. All right. We have some Jeff Stoutland audio. I was all excited to get Barrett's thoughts. I know, but we'll still have to play it. We'll still run it and talk about our Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, we also have, mind you, as you mentioned another day to wait, but there was some interesting audio that popped from last night's nuggets. And it was just another debacle for Denver. Nuggets, Jazz, not Jazz, no uh, Suns, Suns, yes, jeez, my guy Chris Paul right here. He was instrumental last night. How about
2: the game he had?
0: No No turnovers, no, and fifteen dimes, fifteen assists, yes. I mean that is insane right there. But yes, that was a very fun game to watch until it just blew open. But I, you know, real quick, that was one of the times where I didn't, I didn't mind watching the blowout. I don't know about you, but I didn't mind. Maybe it's because there was nothing else on. Well. It's
2: fun watching teams that can actually execute offense and make shots. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You know, they, they just, you know, what they execute their offense. They get a lot of assists, you know, for for made baskets, and they hit threes at a clip of almost 48% last night.
0: That's fun to watch. That's insane, too. Right. I mean, to be able, you can't do anything about that. No. And Denver, it, again, we, we're talking about it at some point, they are going to really miss... Jamal. And look, Camposo's having a great year. He's an old rookie. I get it. And they do have other elements they can go to. But that team outside of Jokic had nothing.
2: No. And their coach knew it. Their coach blasted
0: them. That's great. Yeah, we're going to hear that, too. And Also, Pete Alonzo. Now, that's not the only baseball thing that happened last night. Luke Williams was introduced to the city of Philadelphia, Harry. A new hero. Yes. Yeah. Hey, after game two and one and what's seen in the Sixers series, we need a hero. Yeah. Are you going full Mariah Carey? We don't need another hero. No, he's going to have a fan
2: section uh, by tonight's game, I'm sure. Uh, He's already a hit on Crossing Broad, the website. And, you know, he hits the big home run and he'll probably be hitting 203 within two weeks.
0: Oh, this is going to be a guy who Luke Williams, we Mm heart you. Luke. Are they going, Luke? Are they going? Oh yeah, cool I'm sure they are. Oh man, oh, man. Cool Hand Luke. Cool, uh, I love it. You know, there's going to be guys who are going to be dressed up like Clint Eastwood in Cool Hand Luke, and he, all wasn't, be- he wasn't
2: in Cool Hand Luke. No, oh, man. no, it was Paul Newman.
0: <laughs> Might as well be. All right, you're going to have people. That's probably a testament to what's going to happen now. Anyway, is you're going to have people misinterpret it and yeah. dress up like. Clint Eastwood in the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Right, and they got the wrong movie. Up. Right, yeah. they'll be whistling out there right.
3: instead of people are like, "What are you talking about? Didn't you hear Shander get corrected
0: by Mays? He wasn't in that movie. You wouldn't know Paul Newman if it fell on you." <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! He did make a nice salad dressing though, Paul Newman. Oh my yes, yeah, yeah, good sure. stuff, man.
0: Did anybody pivot? Maybe George Foreman from sports to food, this but it did it it anybody pivot? From something else to food, better than Newman? Nobody. No. Nobody. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle, good,
2: the bad, and the ugly.
4: map <laughs> radio
5: Presented by Rocket Mortgage, uh, <laughs> home loans that fit your life. Rocket
4: can. Live from Neo Riley Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
0: All right, we are live, and there's no Barrett Brooks. Now, the show tweet is out. I didn't tell anybody no Barrett in case there are people that come here for Barrett. I figured it's better for us to live disappoint people and try and keep them as opposed to give them the preemptive out of no Barrett Brooks today. Well, I'd like to know if there are people that come here for Barrett Brooks and Barrett Brooks alone. I'm sure there are, Harry. Yeah? You know, be careful what you ask for. All right. You might might have Philip Brooks pop in here and be like, I don't give a rat's ass about you two crumbs. Well,
2: no, I expect Mama Brooks and Philip Brooks to come here for Barrett Brooks and Barrett Brooks alone. I get that. I'm talking about just, you know, uh, Trevor from the 203 or Owen Buck or Jimmy Blues, guys like that. I
0: bet that there are Barrett converts out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I bet there are people who have come to this show simply because of you, first and foremost, me, secondary. And and not to say that they don't know who Barrett Brooks is or anything like that, but maybe they just don't know Barrett outside of TV right now, which is a very rigid post-game show where he doesn't have much time to really breathe like on here. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, man, this dude's got personality, right. he's got personality energy he's got stories he's more than football exactly yes so now all of a sudden you know they're barrett converts or they're, or they're brooks junkies i don't know what it mm-hmm. would be what the term you would call brooksies it. brooksies yes like luke williams is gonna have the <laughs> now i have so many luke. movies yes yeah but what was the reference what was the movie cool Hand? cool movie? hand luke yes it's a great movie have- by the way i think
2: george Kennedy's in that too he's a great a great uh actor in that movie.
0: You know, I, I had that thing completely. This was the bike. He, isn't he on the bike a lot? Mm-hmm. Or is it no? Is, am I getting something wrong? No, that's... He's uh Florida, right? Cool, they're man. in
2: a prison. They're in a yeah, prison that. in like... It, it, it's Florida or Southern that's Georgia or something like that.
0: Yeah, George Kennedy. Good call.
2: Yeah, he's great.
0: Oh wow, man. I'm telling you, you never know.
2: A lot He of actually steals uh, Paul Newman's shine in that movie, if you ask me.
0: Well, George Kennedy, I mean, my goodness, he has been... You talk about it. All right, we got to talk a little about George Kennedy. Mm-hmm. We got some other things, too, popping up here. Lofty's going to join us at 1140. Dave Lochran here in Philly in Osmo and Osmo on the Sixers and more. It's the middle. Yeah. Now, real quick, before we get into it, into it, George Kennedy is, I would think, I mean, think about it. George Kennedy is one of the best, second, probably more tertiary comedic actors And he probably only did it from two movies, right? You go back to Airport. Right. Which was. That's in the 70s. Yeah, that's a long time ago. But then in The Naked Gun. Yeah. He was like, uh, uh, like he was Ed Hocken. He was the guy who always got, you know, banged up or something as a result of Leslie Nielsen as well as OJ. Yeah, he was in. I think he was in that whole franchise,
2: wasn't he? Yeah, he he was. He was.
0: But he was like a, a spot on guy. Like he was the straight man at times. Right. Mm-hmm. But he was, so, he was so deadpan. It was hilarious.
2: Hey, the missing evidence is this, the Kellner case. Yeah, He had range that guy. Yes. You know, because he could play a very serious guy, too.
0: <laughs> Do you remember? So this is um, that they, they kick Frank drevin off the force. Right. Mm-hmm. And drevin is going through his files and he's like, hey, the missing evidence in the Kellner case. My God, he really was innocent. And then he comes in, Ed comes in, right? George Kennedy, he went to the chair two years ago, Frank. It's like like the the typical, right? Like he's Lisa Simpson in the Simpsons. He's like the straight person that everything bounces off of. It's hilarious. Now, was Barrett going to check in today? What are the odds? I don't know.
2: I think he might be flying today to the West Coast. So okay, I, I would probably not bet
0: on it. He's like the Yogi Berra of one-liners in that movie. Mm-hmm. The doctor said Nordberg has a 50-50 chance of living. There's a 10% chance of that. <laughs> it's like, you know, this always man. Kennedy's a great poll, by the yeah. way. Great poll. Yeah, good actor. Now, we have, we were going to at least do this thing with Jake, or pardon me, Jake. I saw Jake retweet the, the tweet. The show tweet is out. We were going to do this thing with Jeff Stoutland as he was asked by Jeff McClain yesterday about all the things that went wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles. You saw that clip, right? I did. I yeah, did. You can it. play the audio, too, for people. Yeah. But that was, uh, that was something, man. I mean,
2: he answered it like a typical position coach would answer that. You know, those guys don't get involved in any of that stuff. No, no, nor should they, right? No, absolutely. I mean, it was kind of a crazy question. Well, th- yeah right you know what i mean, I mean wait way to put him on the, on the grill for something he had nothing to do with man he's you know he survived a different coaching regime just let, you know he's worried about you know trying to get jordan mulata and andre dillard up to up to snuff that's all he cares about that's really i think all he cares about yeah, right? yeah. jeez i like the way he answered it to be honest with you
0: yeah we'll, we'll hear it coming up
2: yeah
4: this is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network,
5: presented by Rocket Mortgage.
4: Live from the O'Reilly Auto parts Studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry
0: Mays. All right, Harry, we promised this audio. Let's deliver. This is Jeff Stoutland, the Eagles' offensive line coach, and again. It just seems like maybe we're stuck in our own bubble, but I doubt it. You and I and Barrett and people we bring on that are not specific to Philadelphia, especially in the NFL, have always made mention about how weird the optics are with this team, how dysfunctional things appear at times, or just Mm -hmm. how odd the relationship is between the media and the team and then the fans kind of in the backdrop. So the Eagles offensive lineman, just a little bit of a setting here. The Eagles offensive line coach Jeff Stoutman has been here through he was here through chip, too, right? I'm not sure if if he was
2: a chip guy or not, but he was definitely here throughout Doug and now Sirianni.
0: OK, so two, what looks like he was Sh- at Alabama. I know that. Yes. And Miami, right? Uh, oh, he's been here since 2013, Harry. OK, so then it was chip. Yeah. Now he came that's chips the- first year. Correct. 2018 after they win the Super Bowl right
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that's when he gets bumped up to the run game coordinator and offensive line coach okay but from 2013 yeah he's been here end of Andy Reid through Chip Kelly starting with Chip starting with Chip if
2: it's 2013 that was when he came here and where was
0: he prior to that Alabama he was the O-line coach at Alabama after not working out as the interim for Miami working at Miami for three years before that as the offensive line coach. Okay. So, just wasn't meant to happen. He's from yeah. Fort Richmond, by the way, Staten Island. Wow.
2: So, I mean, he's worked with Saban, and, and Alabama has put a litany of offensive linemen into the
0: league. Well, this is the thing. If there's one consistent factor across the board, the offensive line has not been a problem. No, they've been injured, right, but they right, right, been a problem.
2: But then, to his credit, you know, these guys like uh HPV and guys that have had to come in there and fill in for injured guys have have re- played relatively well. I mean, he's a good coach.
0: Yes, I agree. He's he's a strong coach, and he clearly knows his stuff. Otherwise we really wouldn't be here in the first place. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's been sort of, I mean, you know, credit Andy Reed
2: too, cause he was the guy who really got it going. Uh, you know, that's sort of been the anchor of this franchise is a good, solid offensive line, a consistent, you know, co- plays that plays consistently well. Yeah, correct. And it's really
0: been part of the identity of the team. So looking at the question, and I'm going to pull it up here for you. I believe John Clark had it, right? He always has everything. So, yeah, he's got everything. But I, I can't, now I can't see it on his, oh, for goodness sake. Anyway, the point being, as I search and methodically go through Twitter to pull this thing up, the point being is that he was asked this question. What I would say, and I don't know about you, Harry, but what I would say, and, and look, this is not a shot at Jeff McClain. He does a really good job mm-hmm. in, in his reporting, but it seemed like it was wrong place, wrong time. And maybe even wrong person, yeah. to Ask that question to right. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's you know he's just trying to get
2: more uh, uh, confirmation, maybe, of his story, you know, that he put out about you know Fletcher Cox, you know, or just sort of, you know, uh, coaches not really you know pleased with the way their their players are doing doing things in the off season. I don't know. I don't know why you'd ask Jeff Stoutland anything about, you know, about, you know, problems with the coaching staff. Right. You know, it's a new staff.
0: No, I I agree. And I I don't know what answer you were really looking to get. Now, this Mm -hmm. is it. We'll let you hear it. And watch it if you're live with us on the Jacob Media YouTube page, we ask that you give us a like. Make sure you subscribe. That really does help us tremendously here across the channel. And from there, make sure you share and tell the world about what's going on here. We're always broadcasting live from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studio. If you know someone who has suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly. Tough lawyer for a tough town. And we're sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to Steersnacks.com.
6: Go ahead, Jeff, and then Zach Berman.
2: Uh, Jeff is the only coach to precede the previous coaching staff and then survive it's firing,
5: Uh, you have the unique perspective of being inside and knowing and watching what uh, happened, what occurred. Uh, So from your perspective, what went wrong that ultimately resulted in Doug Peterson being fired and Carson Wentz ultimately being traded?
7: (laughs) I love Jeff McLean. I don't know, Jeff. I I don't know. What am I? I don't, I don't know what happened and why Carson, I have no idea. That's not my, that's not, that's not my lane, Jeff. I don't, that's not, I don't know. What's your next story going to be, Jeff? After this one, what's the next one? How do you know? You don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Honestly, I know this. I know what I have to do to help Jordan Malata and Andre Dillard look just like the other guys they're playing next to. I know that. I know how to teach a six-man protection as good as anybody. Okay, I know how. That's what I know. The rest of that stuff, I'm not going into that. I don't, I don't know that stuff. Maybe when I'm done and I'm retired, we'll come work. I'll do a podcast. I don't know. Maybe. But I don't
0: Oh, wait what. a second. Wait a second. He's going to do a podcast when he
7: He's, retires. And he
0: caught himself. He didn't even say cast. He no, said podcast, podcast. right? and caught himself. <laughs> now, look, he clearly knows what's going on. And Jeff McClain knows that he knows what's going on.
2: Right. Yeah, but I mean you don't survive three different coaching staffs and out things like that. That's how you keep your job. Not only are you good at your job, but you also play the political role and don't, you know, throw people under the bus whether they're no longer here or not. That's that's how you survive.
0: Boy, I tell you though, there would not be a better leak and a less suspecting leak in all of this organization. Then And I'm not saying it is. I'm just putting it out there, all right? I'm just putting it out there. There would not be a better, less suspecting or more unsuspecting leak mole, if you will, in this organization than Jeff Stoutman, right? Than an offensive line coach. Well, here's why, though, Harry. Why is that? He has survived three regimes, Mm -hmm. and he has played the political role, to your point, which is spot on. But it's hard for me to believe that he hasn't grown close to at least one or two of the people who have been discarded by this organization. And you know what? Maybe it was Chip Kelly, for all I know, which I doubt. But look, like, what if he does really have a close friendship with Doug Peterson? And he's like, you know what? Nobody is ever, 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 ever going to think it's me because I keep staying here. Mm -hmm. nobody's going to think it's Jeff Stoutland because he keeps sticking around. The organization believes he is the perfect soldier. I'm telling you, right. is the perfect cover for a mole,
2: Harry. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see, you know, when Doug Peterson gets his next coaching job, which will probably happen, you know, within the next year or so, uh, if he, how good of friends they are, because if they are, then he'll pluck them.
0: Yeah. You know? Okay. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. I think so. You think he'll get plucked like that?
2: Well, I mean, if if he's that tight with him, sure you would. Uh, you know, because Doug Peterson comes from the Andy Reid tree. They believe in offensive linemen. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where the foundation is, and he's one of the best in the league. But don't you love his voice? I mean, he sounds like a football coach.
0: Yeah, he is. You know yeah. what I mean?
2: Yeah. Like, like an offensive lineman. You know, who was the defensive line? was Washburn. Remember him oh, a couple years ago, a long time ago?
0: Uh-huh. And then
2: they had, uh, who was Howard Mudd? Was the offensive line coach. Those were two grizzly, just old school line coaches. And they used to have their units go crazy on each other at training camp. It was a joy to watch. And these guys are just with whistles in their mouth. You know, he's got, he's always got the whistle around his neck or in his mouth. And then they're yelling and barking with that raspy voice. That's a football coach. That is, man. You know what I mean? He's not playing (laughs) Rochambeau and rock, paper, scissors, that guy. No, there's no three-point contest. No. Imagine
0: that. Hey, the right. uh, head coach. Hey, sorry, uh, right. coach, coach Mudd, but yeah. the head coach wanted us to shoot some threes before practice <laughs> in order to gauge our competitive edge. Right. Mud Mudd will walk right up to you and say, I want you to say that again. Right. right. (laughs) Like, I dare you. Say that to my face. (laughs) Exactly. I dare you to tell me again that you're late to practice because the head coach wanted you to shoot some threes. Right. Get your ass on the
2: sled. Jeff Stalin isn't playing one of his players in Madden either. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly
0: right. no. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? You know, like he might have even looked. He might have even scoffed at the notion of taking a guy in Dickerson, as good of a, a talent and top talent, he can be healthy simply because he went through the Sirianni process. Yeah. Wow, this guy's poison. He played rock paper scissors. I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his answer. It, it was it was good. It's great. It was good. But here's the thing. I I don't know what answer. Je- and and why did Jeff feel compelled to ask that question? It's not like.
2: Well, he's he's a guy that's been here for a long time and knows where all the bodies are buried. The problem is he's not going to tell you.
0: No, but don't you think Jeff would have been better on following up with the Fletcher Cox thing, which is at least current? Yeah. Because here's the thing. I don't think the court of public opinion is going to swing in McLean's favor here. A, because that soundbite is gold, but also because it's like, dude, why are you bringing up old stuff? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the fans have moved on from Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson not being here. No doubt. I mean,
2: what what else is there to do? You're not going to dwell on that. Now you're just trying to figure out what what we have in this this
0: new crew. And I don't know. No. We're not going to know for a little while. I I don't, man. And I I think for a guy in Jeff Stoutland, he's definitely going to be asked questions Mm -hmm. about change. I get it. If things don't work, like I could see, okay, asking a question about guys not playing well. But other than that, you know, this team has played well on the offensive line. Guys have come in. This whole thing with Jordan Maialata versus Andre Dillard. is That's is the only real true on.
2: competition on the on the roster.
0: You would think, right? Now, for better or worse, there should be some competition, like the cornerback position. No, there should
2: be. But I'm just saying, like,
0: that's the biggest
2: competition yeah. going into training camp. Absolutely. You know, and, and the outcome of that is, is going to weigh heavily on how well this team does this season. Adams' exploits on the stream makes a great point. He says Stoutland's the only Eagles coach that's been out of
0: puberty for more than 15 years. Yeah. Fair point. Look, you know, Stoutland, at some point, you would think human nature would kick in if these Mm -hmm. guys have no idea what they're doing, and it looks like the wheels are coming off, and guys, veterans are walking in, Lane Johnson's, and I'm just throwing a veteran name out there. Who I'm not saying it's going to be him specifically, but. You know how this thing works, man. You know, you're on your way to a three and 10 start. Mm-hmm. All of this mantra that you've been fed by the head coach and the new young coordinators just starts to fall on deaf ears. It's like, man, enough is enough. It's like Gabe Kapler. How many right. positive platitudes can you have after you lose 8 1?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's brutal. You think Stoutman at some point creeps in? And then, you know, again, we see a report coming out. Week seven, week 10, about guys aren't feeding into Sirianni's stuff. Uh Uh-oh. Come back to this. Come back to this day, Harry. Okay. Come back to it.
2: Well, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, uh, anytime you bring in somebody new and somebody young with their first real opportunity, that's always got to be a concern.
0: Yes. Now, speaking of concern, real quick, we're going to break around and continue to chat. Dave Locker and Loffy is going to join us from awesome Philly here and talk about our Sixers and beyond in the NBA. But I'm just curious. Did you see Michael Porter Jr. Last night? Yes. This was difficult, uncomfortable. And if you had any money attached to him from a fantasy or bet standpoint, really gut wrenching to watch. Like I wanted to attack the guy and slash and cut and thrash him on Twitter. But a lot of me, like 95% of me said, screw my money. This guy is invisible pain right now. Did you hard see to watch. how tight he was? Yeah, hard to watch. Now I bring this up because... Did you buddy, have money on him? Well, look, I mean, it was the difference of, of being like top 10 in a tournament and finishing where I did. I still was over on plus money, but mm-hmm. I would have much rather won quadruple digits than just my triple-digit money back. But anyway, the point being is, this was the best tweet that I saw last night, Harry, describing what Michael Porter Jr. was going through. Do you see this? Do it.
1: Mike, were you really sick this week? What was the problem? I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back your... is broken. What, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion?
5: Spinal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now come on man uh, you gotta love tyson
0: that's one of the top three of all time
2: anytime you can pull, you know pull a uh, post round uh clip from tyson it's worth playing again about
0: jim gray seriously following up with what part of tyson's back right. could possibly be broken a week before a professional fight <laughs> unbelievable
2: tremendous yeah, all right th- three of 13 last night
0: Awful. And it's was just so uncomfortable to watch him out. Mm-hmm. Here. Oh, ridiculous. All right, we have a lot happening. Fake news is in the house. just because Barrett's out doesn't mean that's not going to happen. Live, uh, Laffy at 1140. I keep putting the bat signal out for Jake Asman. He keeps trashing me, and mm-hmm. I keep asking him to come on this program, and he keeps ducking. Wait, he trashed you again today? I'm sure. I got word from Ron Culver that there was something fishy going on, something a little smelly going on there. All right. We're back in three. It's the middle. Philly. Uh, all here in Philadelphia.
8: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, pure bull dry rub, and our favorite puckinfot. What's that? Huckin' Go now to Steersnacks.com.
9: In the wild woods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey
1: and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our Lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at delawarevalleysportscenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss.
10: Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.
9: The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m.
2: Well, mm-hmm. I won't be able to go through that movie list with Barrett. I, w- I would I was oh, expecting no. that that he would have seen probably 80% of these bad movies.
0: Yeah, but let's start it now. We've got Ron, Laffy will be good with that. If Jake ever pops in the stream, well, I I think you know, look, Barrett's out, man. You know, you can't make the club if you're not uh, you know, if you're in the tub. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yep. All right, how about Mac and Me?
2: That's, That's not the Rock first one in, on right. the
0: list.
5: Presented by
4: Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park How Studios,
0: many of these movies 22? I think there's 22.
4: And Harry Mays.
0: I uh, Dave Lockrin going to join us coming up in 9 minutes as we'll talk about the NBA and maybe get a couple of nice little fantasy tidbits for you. He's all over everything from the betting to the DFS to just as a humongous fan here in our area. But before that, we were going to do this with Barrett, but he's out. So Ron is here, as always. Ron Culver out in Houston, where our show originates and generates from on Sports Map Radio. Also, the stream will keep it going with Lofty if Jake ever does show his face on here. But you have twenty-two. Now I don't know why twenty-two. I don't know. Where I don't know is. either. Um, I, h- how did you even stumble upon this? I stumbled Are, upon you- it. On on
2: on uh, Twitter, I just saw it, like the twenty two worst movies or something, okay. and I'm like thinking Barrett watches a lot of movies, and he's I bet watching. he's seen a lot of these and probably likes a lot of them. I would imagine, yes. Like Problem Child, did you ever hear of that movie? 1990. It's the second yes. on the list.
0: Uh, I want to say somebody re- like is uh, what's his name Arnold in it? Tom Arnold. Uh, I'm just seeing a picture here. John Ritter. John
2: Ritter that's it. Yeah, Ned. John Ritter.
0: John Ritter. Yeah, the and movie. the redhead kid who's crazy,
2: right? Correct.
0: Correct. Okay. That's number two on the list.
5: The heart of gold.
0: heart Wait, of gold. Are you starting with like the worst and you're going to go all the way to 22? Yeah, I, it's just
2: on this website, popsugar.com is the website. Okay. It's starting with number one, which was Mac and Me from 1988. That was an alien kind of like a, I think it look, kind of looked like ALF. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. That,
5: that movie is uh, kind of infamous for one reason and one reason only.
0: This is still Problem Child we're talking about. No, 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 Mac and Me. Oh, Mac and Me.
5: Yeah, Mac and Me is infamous for one reason. It's the uh, there's a clip in it that Paul Rudd shows that anytime he appears on Conan O'Brien.
0: Uh, I don't watch. I don't even know when is Conan on. Uh, that doesn't matter. He's going off the air. But you guys know who Paul Rudd is. Yes. Yeah, Paul Rudd's amazing. Yes. Paul Rudd is the ageless wonder. Every time Paul Rudd
5: appears on the Coden O'Brien show to push his new movie, he always shows the same clip from Mac and Me. <laughs> okay. And it, I mean, literally, it's been it goes back to almost like twenty years. Okay. So Mac and Me might have a little bit of popularity. I think the movie was terrible, but it has might have a little popularity because of that thanks movie. to Paul Rudd. Thanks to Paul Rudd, just make goofing on it.
2: Got it. Okay. All right. Now, this number three, I guarantee you've seen. Look who's talking
1: now.
0: Travolta. See, that's the thing. The sequel. The first movie wasn't a bad idea. And if Mm -hmm. you go back to how wacky and probably blasted out of people's minds they were in the late 80s and the coke carryover into the early 90s, where I think that was made, right? The first Uh, 93, this one was made. Oh, yeah. So the one was a little before that. It it wasn't a bad idea. Like, it's a it's a cool idea. But how Mm -hmm. dare you make a sequel to that? Seriously. Kirstie Alley. It was ridiculous. No, I I, I refuse. I refuse. Now, that does belong on this list. The other two I didn't see. Right. But I've never heard of this one. Ballistic X versus Sever in oh, two thousand
2: and two. Yeah. You yeah. know this movie.
0: I I didn't watch it, but it, I believe. It, isn't this Antonio Banderas?
2: Yes, it is, okay. and Lucy Liu.
0: Okay, right. So this is <laughs> this height of like, oh my god, Antonio Banderas is the next thing. He's the next great thing. Action <laughs> hero, Antonio Banderas. But the problem was that he just he didn't have that great of a shelf life. No, you know, and they kept trying to force him this. This was one of those movies, Harry, where I was kind of like, yeah, I, I get the whole Ben Dennis thing, but I, I don't need to see this. It's a shame because I'm a Lucy Lou fan, but I, yeah. I watched that movie. It's something whatever cool. happened to her. I think she went to TV. Actually, I think she went to a TV. You know, once once you get a comfortable TV job on a show, yeah. you never right. leave unless the show is done. All right. So that's that's a great one, because I can't imagine watching that movie and thinking, no, no, it doesn't deserve to be on this 22 all timer right i can be I'm, I'm proud to say that i've never seen any of these yet great yeah. i didn't see i just saw the preview and that was enough for me to stay away for x versus sever or seven whatever the hell it is Political. Sever. yeah all right yeah Let's, all right give me one more give me, all right. give me one more
2: all right the fifth one is also from 2002 the great jean-claude van damme derailed Used never to be our it. name of our podcast.
0: It, it has been, yes. Yes. I uh, never saw it. And I imagine that that's probably past the prime mm-hmm. of Jean Claude. Like, well, wasn't his prime in the early 90s? Like yeah. late 80s, early 90s, right? Yeah. Blood Sports, yeah. like Kickboxer.
5: But aren't all Jean Claude Van Damme movies the same? Like if you've seen one, you've seen them all.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. you now and again you get to see a love scene where Rosanna Arquette maybe takes her shirt off or something in a movie. Mm. So it's you know it's it's always worth it to see who the love interest is because you know there's going to be some sort of love like right soft core sex scene with Van Dam in it. That's just yeah. how it is. Sign me up for that, right? Yeah. Well, it Jeez. depends on who he's having sex with, Harry. My God, you know that's a big factor, right? <laughs> yes, it's a pretty big factor. All right, lofty next. It's the middle. Stay tuned. We're not going anywhere on the stream. I'm just saying. Uh, that's that's all. Now, should we play this? What, what do you want to play? Mike Malone before we hit Lofey or
2: Yeah.
9: All right. I saw one team that uh, wanted to be here and play with a purpose and urgency uh, and one team that did not want to be here uh, and play with no urgency. Uh, and that's why we got our ass kicked. Wow, I love that. And
0: what could you say?
2: I know. How can you disagree with that? Evidently, Jokic didn't
0: like it. Look, they had... Jokic disagreed. Harry, I put the tweet out. Below the six-minute, or right around the six-minute mark in the third quarter, they had 48 points. Mm -hmm. I've seen Virginia basketball games more entertaining than that. (laughs) What in the world is yeah. look, Phoenix is a sneaky, good defense. I don't think people realize how good of a defensive team Phoenix can be, but mm-hmm. my God, 48 points.
2: through
0: yeah. Two and a half quarters.
2: Yeah. Bridges is good. Uh, Ayton. Yep. Good. And, and
0: look, yep. you know, Crowder's got some spark to him. It, yeah. Look, they, they do a lot of what, and, and I like it. They compensate for not having Chris Paul or Devin Booker needing to, to lock people down where they funnel a lot, right? They funnel mm-hmm. into Aiden. Same thing with Embiid. If you have a guy that in the middle that you can take advantage of. Now the Sixers have luxuries of Simmons and, and five. Yeah. Right. But if you don't have those luxuries and you have a guy like Aiden, you can funnel a lot in that way. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean that this series, I get it. Like you never want to say it's over. It's over. But my God, I like, again, I feel the same way about Milwaukee as I do Denver in their respective series. Yes. They can win a game, I just don't know how they win multiple games.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know that Milwaukee wins a game.
0: That would be something. That would be, I mean, as much heat and crap as Ben Simmons gets, in some cases it's warranted. Uh, Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. swept out of the playoffs. He would be looked at as one of the most overrated players in the NBA in like five, 10 years. Oh,
2: he'd be getting the, uh, you know, the, the um, Damien Lillard treatment. Yes. You know, or Chris Paul for that matter for, for his career.
0: Yeah. And, I and mean, irony of course, is Paul might at least chase some of those demons out. Yeah. With the trip to the Western or NBA finals. Now with Phoenix. Wow. That'd be
2: a fun series. If you saw, if you got either Brooklyn or Philly against Phoenix in the finals, I would love Phoenix
0: because yeah. the entertainment Mm-hmm. I do worry about Kawhi Leonard in a final setting. It's like if they get that far, which I don't think they will. Utah's tough. We talked about the home court advantage with Utah as well. Yeah. That's great. That's a little chainy in him.
2: That's
9: we got our right. ass blasted.
2: What's Lofty's Twitter? At Lofty underscore D. Middle.
4: On the Sports Map
0: Radio Network. Should be popping in. I told Organs. him 40. So.
4: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
0: Barrett on his way out west. Now, Barrett is gone tomorrow as well, right? Which yeah, is- and Monday, Monday, I believe.
2: And Monday. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, he's got a lot of testing that he's got to go through Friday through Sunday,
0: I believe, and then travel days Thursday, okay. Monday. All right, so we'll make oh, sure okay. that we update you on Barrett's travel schedule as we get it. We don't normally get it until it's too late. Right. <laughs> That's, we, we get it usually after he's already traveling. Exactly. Now, <laughs> as promised, here's Dave Lochran at Lawfee underscore D, where you can follow him on Twitter. Another verified member joining the program here. We still need to get Harry that check. Dave is all
7: over. Awesome first O'Donnell. verified member here, if we want to be uh, completely clear.
0: Oh, yeah. Look, see. He <laughs> yeah. Not, oh, how he, about that? You
7: will not waste an opportunity, Harry. <laughs> that's how about that? Humble right blast. There. Yes, uh, he got yeah. to, got to. Because I, I mean, that's eight times showing off the new verified check. Oh. I'll be honest. Sometimes I wish I didn't have it because some of those verified people on Twitter are absolutely just intolerable. So uh-huh. sometimes you want to take it away.
2: I tell you, aton's had a little, uh, you know, a little extra, you know, hitch in his, you know, yeah, right. look what it's done to him. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> unbelievable.
0: They accused me yesterday, Laffy of celebrating more of the blue check than I will for the upcoming birth of my son. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> you know, for someone that bashes Twitter, I as know, frequently as you do, I'm very surprised that you would even accept such a thing.
0: I know. I called him a Twitter terrorist. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you this real quick, and I'm never going to admit saying it. Nobody's listening but the two of you, I promise. Not even the stream can hear me right now.
7: I'm a hypocrite. That's all right. Don't we all are? You're an
0: opportunist. I get it. So am I. Yes. I just want to be visible. But here's the thing. It's not over. The battle is not over. But I feel like I'm kind of in a catch-22 because I want to be public and rail against the site for not verifying Harry, knowing that Harry of the three of us, meaning us and Barrett, myself and Harry has the majority of the followers has the majority of the reach. We need him verified, but Lofty, I'm afraid if I start railing against the app now, they'll remove
2: your check.
7: My check. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm a good uh, test case for that and a case study for that. and, And they haven't done so yet. So, uh, I think you're all right. But yeah, Harry should have been verified far before. I've been verified for years. And the only reason is it was back when like, you could submit for it and mm-hmm. they would verify pretty much anybody. So like now I think that the process is a lot more stringent than it was. Not to say I, mean, I see people getting verified that follow more people than they follow. It's just mm-hmm. right. or, or follow more people than follow them. It's absurd. Right. But uh, in the end, it doesn't really mean anything. No one's impersonating me on Twitter.
2: Well, Lawry. Speaking of verif- verification, is there anybody on this Sixers bench other than Shake Milton and his second half that he had in Game Two that can get verified?
7: Yeah, I no
2: <laughs>
1: it,
7: it, the, the be- it, It's a good question though, Harry. The bench has been a disaster, and I know we're heaping praise upon Shake Milton, which is you know great. I, I know, I know, A Tom was was furious about all the praise that he got. Uh, <laughs> Because it, it was, you know, like he had a good game, but, but was Shake Milton the reason that we won that game? I, I, listen, if we're, if if we have to praise guys for, for finally doing their job, and I'm again, I'm not taking away anything from Shake. That huge uh, three at the end of the quarter and a couple really clutch shots were great. But Joel Embiid's out there playing with a, a tear in his meniscus, dropping huge 40, games, yeah. you know, yeah, 40 plus points. Tobias Harris. Uh, it was, was wildly accurate to kick off that game, put us in a really good spot. And we can't ignore the fact that for two straight games now, we either had a lead or were right in the thick of things before the bench came in at the end of the first and to start the second quarter and just coughed up massive, massive deficits. Like, we, I think our bench had zero points at the end of the first half. That's-
2: Thirty-two game to game. nothing. They got outscored in that half, right? By the other bench.
7: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hawks bench finished with like fifty some points. So yeah, okay. Shake Milton had a solid game, but where is everyone else? George Hill was supposed to be a, a, you know, a veteran presence that you could bring yeah. in to get yeah. to at least inject a little bit of offense, you know, and playmaking into this team. Uh, Tyrese Maxey. I don't even hold it against Maxey. The kid's a rookie. He had some big games in in, in the first round. But yeah, shake should have been doing this all along is the thing, and, and I'm glad that he stepped up. I really am. It, it's great to see that he's putting up some numbers in a must win game to split this this home uh, home court. But we need more. Fergan Cork must airballed every single shot he took in game yeah. two.
0: Yeah, honestly, I wonder if you can do this not for the series, Laffy, but just for like a game three. Where you come out and you just ask your starters to be out there a little longer. You stagger the bench a little tighter. And maybe it's Simmons out there a couple of extra minutes as opposed to just Toby with four guys. And the reason is that you build this insurmountable lead, game three, and then build that 2-1 series lead to where you can go back in game four and give these guys on the bench the typical minutes that you would you're just asking the starters to really tighten it up a little more in game three to almost put this series out of reach
7: for sure i texted you the other night i said i don't know why doc (laughs) is not staggering these starters more right like think of this think of this we take a a massive i would never say insurmountable lead because it wasn't but we take a huge lead in the first quarter at one point wasn't it like 24 to 4 or 24 to 6 or something? you know we're up at least 15 midway through the first quarter. That's a perfect opportunity to take Joel Embiid, put him on the bench for a few minutes when Tobias Harris is lighting things up and the rest of this offense looks good. So then you can bring Embiid back later even in the first quarter, sit him for four or five minutes, bring him back to close the first uh, and and put Howard in alongside midway through the first, put him on alongside Harris and, and Simmons or whoever. But like if you have, and maybe take Curry out with him as well. So you'd have Harris. You'd still have um, you'd still have Danny Green out there. You'd still have Ben Simmons. You could take Seth and, and Joel beat off. And this is just you know hypothetical. Take those two guys off. So then when you bring him back, sure, you want to give Tobias some extra minutes. You have Tobias out there. You have Joel beat out there. You have Curry. And then you don't have to worry about having four bench players and just Tobias Harris getting bulldozed by guys like Danilo Gallinari and Kevin Herter. Herter, guys, yeah. Those guys aren't even that good. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're, they're, they're very solid bench guys that I'd love to have on my team, but they shouldn't both be dropping 20-plus in a game while our bench does nothing. you got to stagger them more if we're going to have any chance of keeping games competitive in the early second and, and second quarter.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, What do you think the uh, Nate McMillan's adjustment to the adjustment is in game three uh, to get Trey Young uh, back to doing Trey Young things?
7: It's, it's a good question. Look, the, the truth is when it comes to guys like Trey Young, you're going to have good games and you're going to have bad games. And some days you're just not going to shoot well, right? Like mm-hmm. there's no way they could sustain their three-point shooting from game one. They they couldn't miss.
2: They hit 20 uh, and, of them.
7: Yeah. It, it's crazy how many yeah. threes they made. Yeah. And time, uh, that's why you and I were, were all over the Joel Embiid rebound props because he still had 21 rebound chances in game one, despite the fact that the Hawks weren't missing shots. Yeah. So, you have to consider the 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 fact that that wasn't sustainable. But I also think game two, where the Hawks you know had some pretty dreadful shooting from guys like Trey Young, also isn't what we should be expecting coming back to Atlanta. So when you're looking at adjustments from Nate McMillan, you know Doc made his uh, he didn't put Danny Green on Trey nearly as much in game two, which was a wise decision. Too bad it took him twenty four minutes to figure yeah. that out in game one. We could be up two games going Ooh, into 2-0, to, yeah, yeah, going to Atlanta. But uh, I think, you know, Trey's just going to keep doing his thing. The kid's deadly from threes, an absolute killer. And you just have to, to limit the damage as much as you can uh, and 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 prevent guys like Herter and, and Gallinari and, and Bogdan Bogdanovich from raining down threes. I mean, how many corner threes did they make in game mm-hmm. one? It was every time they shot it, it went in. You know what's crazy
0: is, and this is, I think, the the difference of a team that, can live on the three and not live and die on the three. And I mean, that is, I thought just looking at it, the optics, especially Lafayette, as you just laid it out, I went back just to double check because I knew it was a little bit lower of a number than, than I thought it was. They only shot 41% from three in game one. They just happened. And this is the issue that Lafayette talking about. They got 47 looks, right? Yeah, and A lot of those were not contested. Were not How many contested. turnovers did we have?
2: Oh, the Sixers? The Sixers had 19 in game yeah. one, seven in game two.
0: Which yeah. led to points, of course, yeah. as well. But that's the thing. Like, as good as the Hawks were in game one, knocking down threes and taking advantage of opportunity, they still missed a lot. And yeah. that's what I'm waiting for is kind of this second foot to kind of drop where all of a sudden, if it's Bogey, if it's Danilo, if it's Herder. A guy get like you can't afford for those ancillary guys to get cold on a night when Trey Young is being limited to twenty one points.
7: Yeah, no, absolutely. Did you say the Hawks only shot forty one from three? Yes, or twenty of forty seven from three in game one. Isn't that ridiculous? I swear they were fifty five percent going into the fourth quarter, and then we yes. just locked them down. Yeah. Yes, that that's crazy. What a tale of of two halves, though. Really, two quarters. Quarter one was fine for the Sixers. The third quarter was fine. The fourth quarter, we made Atlanta look like a G League team, right? Mm. Like trapped them inbounding the ball; they had no idea where to go with it. Credit, I think it was Herter for getting that that inbound pass out to out to center court. I mean, that's just an incredible pass. <laughs> it was. It, it was beautiful, but the the second quarter, the bench unit is where we went completely off. So look, I'm with you. The the if they're shooting 41% from three, but when you have that many turnovers, that's why I mentioned the turnovers like the Sixers did. Sure, it leads to points, but it just it leads to far more opportunities for the Hawks. And as a team like the Sixers, God, I feel like I've been talking about turnovers for over a decade with this team. And, <laughs> and you know, the Brett Brown coach Sixers. It didn't matter. You could, have, you could have flipped the rotation or you could have flipped the roster completely. And they're still one of the, the, the worst teams in terms of turnovers every year. It felt like we improved upon that a little bit. We've been better this year. We were better in game two, but uh, that that's what it comes down to. Atlanta, for the most part, is is a younger team. You have to make them play like that, and I know that sounds cliche, but the way we play in the fourth, the Sixers were the second-best first-quarter team according to net rating in the league this season behind the Nuggets, and they were the best fourth-quarter team uh, with, with, with the best net rating in the league in the fourth quarter. It's it's so strange that we play as well as we do in the fourth quarter. Sometimes just locking teams down, coming back from a, from a, from a, a deficit, or holding down the lead and playing the best defense in the league. But you don't see that in, in earlier stages of the game. And and sometimes we dig ourselves a big enough hole that you can't get out of.
2: What about Bucks Nets? Do you think the Bucks get a game in this
7: series? It's crazy how bad they've been in the half court. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like you have a team built where you have arguably the best score in the league in terms of just being able to get buckets whenever he wants in Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, this guy can take three strides from behind his own basket <laughs> yeah, and he's, and he's in the paint. Uh, it, it, you, you can't stop him. You can't slow him down. They've done a decent enough job of, of limiting limiting him. And, and he was two for seven from the free throw line. Mind you, they only had seven free throws in game two until the final uh, minute of that game. And all seven free throws were from Giannis. Just, hmm. and, and you could say, oh, well, Brooklyn only had seven, too. Yeah, because they, they didn't miss any shots. You don't get free throws when every shot you take is going in. So Chris Middleton has to stop being terrible, number one. Like Chris yeah. Middleton has been yes. really brutally. Like
0: yeah. what <laughs> did you say? Back to text. You have been crushing Chris Middleton.
7: I, because this happened last year, too. You know, I, I know against Miami, he he pulled it together when Giannis went down. But in round one, he was bad in the beginning. Go look at his true shooting, fifty-one percent true shooting in the first or in in the playoffs last year. Chris Middleton has to be better. Drew Holiday has to be better. And this is the type of team that if you're only scoring in transition, it's really difficult to do that when Brooklyn's not missing any of their shots. So when you're setting up in the half court and Middleton can't make a shot and he's throwing the ball to the other team and Drew Holiday doesn't look. I, Drew Holiday's a huge upgrade for Eric Bledsoe, but it's not showing. I got Bucks first quarter today because I think they come out at home and and make a statement. Um, and and I think they still have the weaponry, they still have the offense to get it done. And let's not forget, Brooklyn's not a good defense. Okay, they right. should not be a good defense. They don't have good interior defense at all. But here it. we are, and I I think the Brooklyn Nets are, are just. They, this is without James Harden too. Like, right? what's going yeah. on? I I never saw that coming. I thought they could lose in game two, but I never saw them getting smoked like they did.
0: Give us a, a couple of seconds here. We're going to break real quick on the network. and just wanted to bring this up, Harry, as you heard. I didn't even need to mine Laffy for a first quarter bet. He just provided <laughs> it, all right? Like mines, as they say, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So real quick, uh, we'll take a quick break on the network. Staying here live with Laffy on the Jacob Media YouTube page, It's the Middle. Now, normally, this is where I would – mine our guest like dave for in this case for some betting advice or for for some dfs advice as lafie straddles that line perfectly but as a new father congratulations of course
7: Thanks,
2: bro. oh congratulations I need to start
7: mining you for some dad advice bro. oh
2: yeah uh,
0: I, I
7: i refuse to give this isn't unsolicited but i refuse to give unsolicited dad advice because nothing pissed me off more than being you know hearing people be like Oh man, it's the greatest thing ever, but my god, it sucks. It's like, all right, which is it, you know? (laughs) And and, like, there's always that. If I could give you one piece of advice, if I could give you this, if I could give you this, honestly, it's just don't listen to any of it. And and everything's different. I I don't know, man, it's all my experience is going to be a lot different than yours, and yours a lot different than anybody else's. Just well, let me ask you this how much are you
0: deferring to what your wife says on a daily basis? Well, I
7: mean, in your marriage, I mean, with specifically your child, quite quite frankly, as much as I can, you know, the less, the less thinking I have to do the better. Fair enough. See that's the best advice you can give me. It's just shut up and listen to your wife. Yeah. And here's the thing. It was scary at first because that was my first born. It's scary, but then it just kind of comes naturally. You know, it's like, am I going to, am I going to break her? Is, is this going to happen? You're, You're checking every however often to make sure they're still alive when they're sleeping, you know, and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But I think that's just natural. So listen, she's been sleeping through the night for probably a month and a half now. Wow, you're lucky. Got lucky on that front for sure. Now she doesn't nap very long throughout the day, but yeah, I know. Harry, you have kids?
2: No, I do not. No. That's not gonna happen.
7: (laughs) I would have been perfectly fine without it. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy with it too. it was. was Seriously, it was one of those things where like if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. But you know,
0: how old are. you now? Uh,
7: three weeks in a month, or three months in a week.
0: It's amazing. Yeah, three months. So she, so she's going to be close to four full months older than my son when he's born. Yeah, That's, yeah. Look at but, that. You
7: know, it's funny you think about it. Long run, it's nothing. Like when you're no two years and then eight, minute, 20 months it's nothing but oh, they'll
0: be I, growing up yelling at the screen you know cursing uh joel and bead the third out there <laughs> right? All of
7: stuff, man. she's awesome man. i love her I, I tell you what we put on that baby einstein show which is like back from 95 and apparently kids still like it and i was like let's see what happens if i put on basketball she's enamored with it Not really? granted. it's just the moving stuff you know she was watching true detective and the wire with me the other yeah. day so now, which which watch- true
2: detective though?
7: Only season one is the only okay. One I yeah, yeah.
2: It's it, the well, best three was season. three was good. It was but two it, three, was horrible.
7: Three was good, but yeah. season one. I, I tweeted this the other day. Is the best season, single season of television I've ever watched.
0: Hmm. Did you ever watch that epic fight scene I sent you? No,
7: I I haven't, but I will. I,
2: look at this. Oh, look at this.
0: Geez. He's got an Islanders cap on.
4: Here's Aton Shander. Barrett where's barrett
0: today Barry Mays. barrett's on the road he's out west doing a concussion protocol for the league and all this all former players have to go through that oh, yeah yeah so he's gone for the next couple of days today tomorrow and monday and jake asman is on the show before us so if you two don't know each other i strongly suggest you do you're both great individuals and i think you both have a strong passion for sports and betting and fantasy as well dfs as well so i would say that we're all in the same world here and jake's a northeast guy it's not his fault he's down in houston now but asman has been ripping me to shreds Lofty, over the past week because i am now verified on twitter and to be fair to jake i spent about two months crushing him when he got his verification check before Twitter reopened up
3: the process. So we've been trying to track Jake down this past week, and he's finally here. I'm here, Aton, And, you know, I had Harry on my program yesterday, and, and we talked about your your you hypocritical behavior. I mean, look, yeah. I, thought, I thought you were, you know, the Twitter bad boy. You didn't want the check anymore. Screw you, Twitter, and your algorithms. Right. You, trying to tell people
2: website. to not go to the website, to get off of this stupid <laughs> app. Yeah.
3: And then, Eitan gets the blue check mark, and he's right back in the mix. He's tweeting up a storm. He's using his blue check mark influence on all on everyone. You and sent it, Jack a card. Yeah, I did. It's shocking yeah. to me. I heard Jack's coming on his like you know his gambling show he does
7: that night. He's gonna be <laughs> kissing Jack's feet. This is unbelievable.
0: This is the treatment I get, Luffy. All I'm trying to do is a radio show, man. That's Listen, it does doing.
7: it does wield power when you have that check mark. Mm-hmm. I, I, let, let's be honest when when mine when you had had. Jokingly said, "I need someone to host a show with me." This is how I was introduced to you, right? Like, right? Was it it a year ago, two years, probably two years ago now? It was right before it was before COVID. I know that much. Yes. Uh, My neighbor just like threw my name out there jokingly. I bet if I didn't, and then we ended up doing a show together that very day. (laughs) Yes, we did. Right? You had no idea who I was, Uh, and now look at this. I bet if I didn't have that check mark, you'd have been like. Who's this guy? You
0: know, well, no, <laughs> to be fair, I need any and every local voice I can get on the show. And you'd be surprised how many texts don't get returned now from people I work with over the last five, 10 years. So to be fair <laughs> to that specific thing. Yeah. But yeah, look, you never know. Like, you know, I, I could be one of those verified snobs like Asman who just on his notifications goes over to the verified tab. And doesn't even
3: acknowledge the peons <laughs> anymore. So maybe I wouldn't have even seen you on Twitter if you weren't verified. Well, you tagged me in a tweet and I knew, well, it's time It's time to enter the, uh, the the middle dungeon. You know, it came yeah. up like, yeah. look at this blue check mark in my notifications. Who is this guy? Aton <laughs> Shander now. Oh, hi. He's become an elitist, Harry. We're watching. Oh, I Hey,
0: Lafayette, I know you you can't hang here for a while. You've got parenting duties. You've got awesome. Oh, no, she's in
7: daycare. I just got to do a bunch of other stuff.
0: So you can, you can, if you got to go, that's totally cool. But, you know, you can hang with us as long as you want. I didn't want you to feel compelled and start looking around like at your watch, like, Jesus, when are these guys going to let me the hell out of here? You can leave whenever you like, sir.
7: You're good, man. I got a few more minutes.
0: All right. Nice. Now, Harry, Yes. Yeah. I wanted to ask Asman before uh,
2: we moved on this, this Islanders cap that he's wearing. Is this just a bandwagon situation or, you know, you're just sort of jumping on the the New York team that's left and your Yankees stink, even though they've beaten up the (laughs) twins, but you're just like
3: glomming on to anything New York. bandwagon. I grew up on Long Island. I was at the Nassau Coliseum when they were the worst team in the league when fans were chanting last place so they could get John Tavares in the uh, the NHL draft. That was at an Islander game when Quebec City fans showed up and started lobbying the NHL to move the Islanders because they could never get a new building out of Long Island into uh, Quebec City. I am as, you know, real of an Islander fan as it gets. So that's why I appreciate this run so much because in my lifetime, they have never had this type of success. So I am in love with this team. And I told Time before the playoffs started, I went on his show, and I said, "Watch out for the Islanders when they were playing Pittsburgh." He, he, and mm-hmm. he looked at me like, "Really?" And I go, "This team is built to play playoff games. They are built to go to the Stanley Cup, and yeah. here they are, four wins away from doing that." Ah, uh, Lou
2: Lamarillo. Yeah. I mean, that guy knows how to build a hockey team.
0: Yeah, winner. Jeez, Jeez. all the of fame. The, ever... the Nassau Coliseum was Skid Row open up for Guns and Roses back <laughs> in the early '90s, and Sebastian Bach asked the entire crowd to think of somebody that you absolutely hate and picture that person while sticking up your middle finger and saying, fuck you! That's the one thing that sticks with me at
3: Nassau. It's a dump, that place, no doubt. But that yeah. place can rock like, uh, well, you know, like any building. Ashton Bach reference today, huh? <laughs> yeah, they pack you in like sardines there, Aton. It hasn't changed much probably since when you were last there. But that's what makes that place special, right? It's like the last of its kind. They needed a new building for 30 years, and mm-hmm. this is the last season of the building of them playing there. And uh, it's been pretty special to see it as loud as it's been during the playoffs. I mean, geez, I, I'd rather like I'd rather eat shit off of the floor from the vet.
0: Oh. than go watch a game in the Nassau. Oh. What's what's wrong with you people up there, man? Oh.
3: Is that a fancy in the house? Like what? You can't, you know, it'll take you three hours to go to the bathroom. So you better pee your pants if you're going. Jeez. But you know, as far as watching a hockey game there, there's probably not a better like place to watch a game because there's no bad here.
2: Think of the history of that place. Dr. J got his start in that building. Yes. Yes, he did. Well, actually, didn't. I mean, he might have started. Did he start with Virginia and
3: then go to the Nets? He won the ABA championship at the Nassau Coliseum and then
2: went to the Sixers. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah. Real quick, as we still have Lofty here too, and, and
0: Jake, we had this group of movies that were deemed as the worst ever movie, and clearly, Lofty just. Showed his credibility by saying true detective season one were the most epic seasons of television in the history. That I'm
7: a true professional over.
0: Yes, here. that one shot is magnificent television, but the season as a whole, absolutely. So we had these movies now. Forget the ones we already mentioned, Harry. Right. Where are we right now on the next one? See if either one of these guys have seen it because we haven't seen anything that's come out. Before. I highly doubt they've seen this in O2
2: Pinocchio. Oh no. 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 No, is okay. that live
0: action or, or a cartoon?
2: No, live action, Pinocchio. Oh,
0: jeez. No. Yeah.
2: I don't even want to spend a second on that. No, me either. I just went right past it to Killing Me Softly in 2003. Oh, this seems like one of these really bad like Stallone movies, right? No, Heather Graham, Erotic Thriller. Ooh. I like- an- I've
7: probably seen it.
0: Just because of Heather Graham, right?
7: No, I don't know. I think I have seen Killing Me Softly. I don't remember any of it. That's a long time ago.
2: Heather Graham and Joseph Fiennes were the stars. Never heard of it. I don't even it. know who
7: Joseph Fines is. Me no.
0: either. The Killing Me Softly, I think of the Fugees. Yeah.
7: yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I think I've seen it. I, I, think, yeah,
0: I think so. Oh. I think he's like a
2: fourth line winger for the Islanders.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Give me another one, Harry. All right. Constellation in 05. Never heard of it. Never no. heard
1: of
7: it
2: what d d, d the, w- billy d williams and gabrielle union
7: okay hey, look uh,
0: billy d still brings asses to the seats but all right that that must be a brutal movie if it's made this 22 22- save big on your memorial day
8: barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
0: Right? All right, That'll be
2: terrible. We have um, more. one missed call in 08. Is that it's a, a remake? Movie? It's a remake of a Japanese film it revolves around a foreboding phone call.
7: It's okay. a horror movie, right?
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes.
7: Yeah. I think I've seen it. You've Edward seen it. Edward
0: Burns is in it.
7: Wow. Love is it Burns. is it as bad as advertised, Laughing. I, I, I don't see. The thing is, this is so long ago that I, I don't. I, it's not a movie you watch twice, apparently. So I'm not sure how I would remember. That's what 16? Would you say 2005? Yeah, that's 16 <laughs> I, I years ago. I hold on, hold on, hold on. What's that?
4: Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
0: All right, we've got you know my- Dave Logren at Lofty underscore D in the house. Jake Asman, as you know from the Jake Asman Show. Harry Mays, myself. This is what happens when Barrett Brooks takes a day off. The show just goes in directions we have no idea. Now, to be fair, when Brooks is here, the show goes into yeah. options we have no idea about. We only have a couple of minutes in this really short, quick opener here before we open up and talk a little more about what's going on in the world. We don't have Lofty for much more as well, as I'm sure uh duty's going to call for him. Asman has some beef with Chipotle he has to pick up, and he's not going <laughs> to be here long as well. So give me a couple more of these movies because, as predicted, at least one of the four of us in Lofty has seen a couple of these brutal movies.
2: I All think right. I've
7: seen one, yeah.
2: Uh, Homecoming, a film by Morgan J. Freeman, starring Misha Barton, Matt Long, and Jessica Stroop.
0: Oh, these really are terrible. They're movies. terrible. This looks like a thriller. Yes. Okay, so these thrillers here are always good. Horror is tough, man. It's tough. Julia Roberts is in it, though. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess that's not enough to move asses to the seats. All right, what else do you have? The what year nut- was Homecoming? No, wait. I'm looking at the TV series. I apologize. Not oh, okay, yeah, because her name would have been on the... Uh... I stand correct.
7: Yes.
2: Uh, that was from 2009, Homecoming.
0: Jake, nothing?
3: You haven't seen this movie? I haven't seen any of these movies you guys have mentioned.
0: I haven't either. <laughs> keep, keep going. Let's let's see until we hit one where more than one of us have seen it. I'm going to skip over this. The Nutcracker in 3D.
7: No, no.
2: Unless
0: no, we're come talking on. porn, I haven't seen that one.
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> Bucky Larson, born to be a star. I know 2011. This
0: movie. Yes, I know this movie. I didn't see it though.
2: Uh, Christina Ricci, remember her? She had yeah. a little run back yep. in the day. Oh, Nick and
7: Schwartzen, too. Yeah, Swartzen too. Yes, Oh, and Adam Swartzen, Sandler.
0: Sandler, yes, that's how I know this movie. Right, Don okay. Johnson was in it. Yep. Uh, I feel like after, I had to have seen that. Speaking of porn, that's the slug. After learning that his parents were porn stars in the seventies, mm, keeps going.
2: Dark Tide, 2012. Holly Berry. Big fan of her,
3: but never seen the movie. One more we have
2: time for, real quick. All right. A Thousand Words, 2012. This is an Eddie Murphy flick. No. Kerry Washington was in it? No.
7: Never even heard of it.
0: Wow. Oh man, I hate to
2: do it. Bro. I'll give
7: you the best. I know you got go, uh,
0: to go. No, we're break, good. We're great uh, now. So, I, look, I've the, been saying that for you because I don't want to. You can stay
7: here until uh, as long as you want, brother. I'd love to, but I, I do have to go. I'll give you the best movie I've seen in the past 10 years. Five, I'll five. I'll give you five years. Five right? years. I just watched it the other day. It's from 2019. It's called The King on Netflix. If you it's haven't cool. seen it, check it out. I promise you won't regret it. It's phenomenal. It's about Let's Howard Eskin.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 It's uh, just.
0: uh, (laughs) Sean. starts off with your dope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
7: (laughs) Young Henry V. That's what it's about. Yes. Yeah. Just like that's not my style of movie usually, but I promise you, you'll you'll love it. You'll you'll hit me up and be like, I can't believe how good that movie was. All right. That's a strong. Now, do you have
0: anything? Because I know you're watching a lot of TV or rewatching a lot of TV with the baby in the house are you a, are you a black mirror person yeah I like black sure I like black okay. mirror a lot there's a new show on prime called solos that's I guess an anthology type black mirror type show and it has huh. some pretty famous people in it I don't know if you stumbled upon it yet
7: no I've never heard of it actually I, it, yeah. it's funny watching these shows with a kid I've hit the rewind button so many times because mm. it's like you can't watch anything straight through it's right. just backwards backwards and I do what I can, but no, I haven't heard of that.
0: Yeah, solo season one. It's cool. uh it's getting like again, it's all about Black Mirror. There's that Philip Dix. If you haven't seen that one, Philip K. Dicks Electric Dreams, that's on Amazon. I would start there. It's a 10 episode season, it's an anthology. You've got strong acting in it, Brian Cranston, uh, Terrence Terence Howard, some f- uh female roles as well that I'm forgetting, but it's really good and it's just like Black Mirror, it's like you know, technology at all. There's an episode where there's a cop and she's in her world, but there's a piece of technology that you can basically put in like a a thing, a black mirror thing you put on your lobe and it takes you into a VR world. And she's Terrence Howard in this virtual reality world where she's a cop trying to solve something, but she's using it to sleep and her world gets gets mixed up and she no longer knows who she really is. If she's the cop in real life, or if she's Terrence Howard and going to the wall, wo- it's crazy. It's really what's it, what's it called? Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams.
7: Okay. Yeah. Check it out.
0: There you go, brother.
7: All Great right. Great nice stuff, show, fellas. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Good to talk to you, Harry. Nice there to meet you, is. Jake. I'll talk to you guys at nice lofty underscore
2: you. D. There you go,
0: brother. Now, All Jake- right, now yes. we Now,
2: we got to hit this thing with uh, Pete Alonzo while we have Jake on. Absolutely. Okay. Right.
0: That's that's perfect. Now we're gonna yeah. be back on the network coming up in five seconds. So we'll do all uh, there's
2: audio too, a ton of Yeah.
0: You're welcome for that. Did you provide the audio? Were you,
3: did you ask, Oh yeah? Did you ask the question? <laughs> well, I edited the clip instead of Ron. Oh nice. <laughs> this
4: is the middle. On the Sports Map Radio Network, presented
5: by Rocket Mortgage.
4: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May.
0: Yeah, I swear, I, I only told Lofty, like, "Hey, you know, come on, 10, 15 minutes." I know you got stuff to do. It's just, it's infectious, man. We love it. People like to hang. Jake Asman is in the house, hanging. Right. Wolf, he's yeah. a great follow though man yeah he is he yeah. really is we suggest you follow both jake asman and dave and well asmond has got the youtube Facebook too you got to subscribe to that correct the jake asman youtube channel there right? you go
3: yeah harry told me live on the air yesterday that he subscribed to the channel as we were doing the interview i was like wonderful that's, now, that's what you need we assume that you are subscribed to this channel correct that's how I watch you guys every day. You know, if yeah. I'm not, you know, in my car, I put on the sports map app and I get home on the computer and I put on YouTube. It's great. I've seen him on the chat, Eitan. I have as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have as well.
0: Just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to yeah. make sure. You know, we're, we're live and local, of course, from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studio. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town and the middle sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. All right. So I see the two cuts on the prep sheet from Pete Alonzo, but it sounds like Jake Asman has done yeoman's work to quote our old buddy uh, Lombo here and put together a cut. Now, is this just, should we play the cut you gave Ron Culver
3: or should we play the stuff off the prep sheet? Sounds like we should play the cut you gave Ron, right? So there, the, the one I gave Ron that I played on my show this morning is the reporter following up on Alonzo saying it's a fact that MLB manipulates the ball based on free agency. And then the reporter basically asked Alonzo to expand on that answer. So if you have the first part of the context, then the second clip just kind of covers more.
0: Okay. So let's play this.
3: I hadn't heard until you mentioned it, the
6: idea that they do it based on free agent class. Is, is that something that players talk about
10: and, and believe in?
6: Oh, no, it's, that's a fact. It's not. It's, it's Yes, we – I mean, guys have talked about it, but – Um, I mean, in 2019, there's, um, there's a huge class of free agent pitchers, uh, and then that's quote unquote, the juice balls. And then, uh, 2020, was a strange year with the COVID, uh, the COVID season. But now that we're back to playing in regular season with uh, a ton of shortstops or position players, uh, that are going to be, that are owed, going to be paid a lot of money, like high, high caliber players. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not a coincidence.
2: Wow. Mm. We are talking nothing in baseball except scandal, conspiracy, collusion type stuff. Nobody, the game doesn't even matter. No, no.
0: And now this is more from Alonzo before we hear the cut from Jake.
10: I'm wondering if you think MLB is doing the right thing by cracking down on
5: pitchers with uh, sticky stuff. And if so, why?
6: Oh, absolutely not. I think that, um, I, I don't think so because for me i think that every since the start of the game pitchers have been using uh substances i mean there's a bag of rosin behind the mound right now to help guys dry their hands and get grip uh, for me i think whether they're using pine tar rosin uh bullfrog or sunscreen and rosin or whatever they want to use to help control the ball let them use it because for me it's I go in the box every single day and I see guys throwing harder and harder every day. And I don't want to, I don't want 99 slipping out of someone's hand because they didn't have enough feel for it.
2: Wow. He saw his teammate get drilled. Yep.
3: Now, is that similar to what you, you gave Ron, just so we know? Yeah, you, you. The first one was what I played on the show. Yeah, just the follow up there on the free agency. I, I think I love Pete Alonso. I think he's really good for the game. He's opinionated. He's you know got good got a, got a good personality. But that is lunacy to think that Major League Baseball is manipulating the ball based on an upcoming free agent class that the if he's saying it's a fact, that's his court right. fact then the union would file a grievance and get millions and upon millions of dollars from the owners if that were to be the case that is lunacy. That he would throw that out there and then to double down and say it's a fact without any evidence is absolutely insane.
2: Well, and it's not only his opinion, though. He's saying other players believe this, too. So this just goes to show you where they are as far as players and owners leading into, you know, a a contract years. I mean, this this they're going to be on on, they're going to be not playing baseball. Agreed. We're getting a lockout. It,
3: it just, yeah. These guys hate These guys can't even agree on what day of the week it is when they right. talk. I, I, mean, it's, and I,
2: I don't think many people
3: will care. I really they, don't. No. They, no. They, they've destroyed the sport. I mean, Mayf- yeah. Manfred is the worst commissioner in sports right now. I don't even think it's close. There really is, I, I
0: think, an understated damage that he has either done directly to the sport or is simply just enabled as the acting boss. Now, look, we always have to take this, right? We know that the commissioner does not run the sport. The owners run the sport. And much like a politician in our country, no matter what side of the aisle they walk down, there are bosses. There are economic bosses to the CEO. If it's the CEO of a company, if it's the CEO of a country, or if it's the CEO of a baseball league, in the case of the commissioner here in Manfred, but that doesn't also absolve him of a bunch of bad or just idiotic or just passive stuff that he's done what do you look at as far as, like, the, the really big damage, Jake, that has been done to the sport as a result of Manfred's
3: tenure so far? I think the biggest thing fans would point to is the Astro scandal, you know, the fact that none of the players were punished, and then just the whole PR handling of that, right? I mean, he calls the World Series trophy a piece of metal. Piece you of know, metal, yeah. Do we really want to take away a championship? You know, the, what we, you know, the trophy's just a piece of metal. Like, you're the commissioner of the game. It's called yeah. the commissioner's trophy. Right. How are you calling the trophy – A piece of metal, just optic wise, when he talks publicly, it's always a disaster. The substance stuff now with the pitchers. Why are we doing this in the middle of the season? Why, why are, you know, why does Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer have to be the face of something that every pitcher, as you just heard Pete Alonzo say, is Mm -hmm. doing to get a grip on the baseball? You know, why, why are we deadening the baseballs after you juice the baseballs? Like, why can't we just have a universal baseball? It's just every, and then just, you know, the, over reliance on teams going with analytics is just like you know stylistically watching games has never been more boring like there's no action the approach mm-hmm. that hitters take stink and no balls in play it's no. awful yeah. like it's just and that's not all manford that's these teams you know using analytics and only relying on that and rewarding guys that hit home runs and strike out 200 times because they don't seem to care Right. But man, like if, if I wasn't so invested in a baseball team, I would watch. If I was a casual fan, it's not a watchable product right now. It stinks. Or, or you
2: are invested in a team, but that team hasn't been good in several years, like our team. You know, like I'm so out on. If the Phillies were were playing like you know the San Diego Padres and had a you know a roster like that and pitcher, I I'd probably be in and be watching some baseball games.
3: Also, Alonzo in that cut where he's saying, "Oh, you know, 2019, you know, you had you had all these, you know, great hitters coming up, or you had uh, you had no, all these like, great pitch, pitchers, pitchers." So, you know, we uh, the, you know, we juice the ball. Garrett Cole got the highest contract a pitcher has ever received that offseason. So, the juice balls didn't affect the Yankees from giving him 325 million. That makes no sense. What he's saying.
0: Yeah, I, I look around now, and you know that's probably the biggest non-scandal story in baseball, right, is the expectations of what the Yankees should be to what they have been this year. Now, look yeah. you've got Shohei Ohtani and, and what he's been able to do individually on the mound and at the plate. There are some cool storylines in the sport that maybe aren't making it to the top across the board, but as you know, I mean, the popularity of the Yankees – is second to none yeah. even with a LeBron on the Lakers although they're probably the same fan base but to the people like yourself <laughs> who are actual Yankees fans this has to
3: be the biggest story in baseball yeah i mean from an on-field standpoint it, the the yeah. Yankees have not been good like they they're, they're lucky they're the only reason why they're not 10 games under 500 right now guys is cuz their pitching staff has been really good their bullpen's probably the best in the sport that's been elite all year but they can't hit other than I, other than Aaron Judge go look at the batting averages of the mm-hmm. Yankee players and their you know inability to hit with men on base and their inability to really just even put the ball in play it, it's it's unbelievable how bad they've been they're lucky that the American League is not like loaded; that they'll be in the mix for at least a wild card. You think all year, you know, they beaten up on the Twins the last. They year. always
2: beat but, the Twins.
3: Exactly. Yeah. I like, beat beat some good teams, and, and then we could talk about the Yankees again. I've been. I, I just they're a flawed roster. I don't think it's all Aaron Boone's fault, and then firing the manager fixes things. I just think they're a flawed team that's very streaky, and I think that's kind of what they are. I don't know. If there's like this the, this trade deadline move they'll make that will fix the team. They are a very flawed right handed only hitting roster. And that and if if guys on their team don't produce to the back of their baseball cards, they're probably gonna finish behind Boston and Tampa. That's just the reality. Now, what do you think happens
2: to Alonzo here? Is he is does he get punished in any way?
3: I don't think he will. I I I, I don't know what the ball. Yeah, yeah, you hit him in the ribs. <laughs> Who's hitting him in the ribs, though? Like, is he speaking out, like, on behalf of all the players? Like, do, do, like if he's saying that, you know, how many people actually believe that MLB is manipulating the baseballs based on a free agent class? Like, it just – it doesn't make any sense, man, but it just yeah. shows you there is no love loss between the players. No trust. And yeah. the they, no like, trust.
1: Yeah. You're Rob, right.
3: Rob Manford could say two plus two is four and the players would argue on that one. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. like just facts, just much like our country, facts don't seem to matter anymore with Major League Baseball players and owners. I'd um, love to know yeah, what Boris
2: know. says about it.
0: That's
3: right. What does he think? know? Put a tweet out, Jake, with your
0: verified account. Two plus two equals four. And watch how many people come in and say that's not necessarily the case or that's a biased view based on your own culture's history or right. all these other things that get factored into why two plus two doesn't equal four. You're looking at it from a, a standpoint of privilege or you don't understand math or the, the actual attempt of the Greek, whoever it is, Pythagoras, <laughs> You so much crap thrown back at you. To where you'll start believing maybe two plus two doesn't equal four. And I think the the point of me bringing that up is that there is such a level of distrust between player and owner and and commissioner that even if what Pete Alonso is saying isn't accurate, I guarantee you that the average batter, the average position player
3: believes it just on Mm -hmm. the surface. It doesn't make any sense. By the way, I love Aton bringing up Twitter there, you know, right. leaving out the fact that if he wanted to, he could run the same exact tweet on his new verified Twitter account at Shander Show. Okay, okay. I, I'll I'll throw this back at you, and I'll meet you halfway, okay?
0: <laughs> Who's more of a hypocrite right now, okay? Is it the Aton Shander pre-verified hate everything, rail on everything, get you off Twitter to now being – what seems to be passive if not actively silent in those areas or is it the person who has grown up with the Ewing jersey with the Allen Houston jersey with the LJ jersey and the broken back spinal that LJ jersey who is now sneaking in to Brooklyn mm-hmm. wearing a Durant or Harden
3: jersey who's more of a fraud Oh, it's, it's, it, it's the fan that's sneaking into Brooklyn. You know, I won't right. go off far with you anytime. My God, a, a, any quote-unquote Knicks fan that is now rooting for the Nets was never really a Knicks fan in the first place. Like, you know, in New York, you know, you have the Yankees, but the Mets have a huge fan base. You know, you have the Giants, but, the, the, you know, the Jets have a huge fan base. The disparity between the Knicks and Nets... Is it's even greater than Lakers and Clippers fans in LA like that. Like the Nets, when I say they're irrelevant, like it's not to dig them, like they, they could win a title and there might be more Knicks fans at the tr- at the uh parade trolling than there will be actual Brooklyn Nets fans. Wow, that's, that's saying something.
0: Uh, we got to take a quick one here. Are you gonna hang for fake news? You got a jet? What's your deal? I'll hang for fake news. Um, I like watching Ron Culver, you know,
2: work yeah. and do what he does. And we got to get to the bottom of this Chipotle price increase.
0: Yes, yes, yes. There's a lot going on back and forth. We're going to open up a culture war right here <laughs> on the middle. It's all happening. The Jacob Media YouTube page. We ask one thing and one thing only. You hit us with a like and make sure you subscribe. It goes a long way for the channel. It's the best way you can help us out. And live, of course, fake news next across the board, including SportsMap Radio.
8: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, pure bull dry rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to steersnacks.com.
9: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations.
1: Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss.
10: Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book it Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book it.
9: The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m.
0: Telling hair, man, I'm on this roll, on this DFS roll now. Jake, watch out. Watch, watch out, man. watch out, watch out, watch out. Don't telling you,
3: we can <laughs> get hot.
0: <laughs> telling you. So, uh. crazy thing happened last night, right? Real quick before we're back. The, I just want to make sure I have this right. Looking at the total, the total opened up at 221, right? There was maybe a, a third, if that, of the public bet. On the under, the money was 80%. Now we're talking over 36,000 tickets. 80% of the money was on the under. The over with only 20% still moved up three and a half points. So even like a reverse line movement works the other way. Everything moves with the money. So for whatever reason, it didn't move with the money at all. And the point being, I'm sorry.
2: It landed on 221.
0: Thank you it landed <laughs> exactly on 221 as a push with the gate open and you and look i was sweating sweating 224 i didn't get 224 and a half and where i got really lucky was mm-hmm. that phoenix ended the game because if the nuggets ended the game and even dribbled out the ball somebody on the losing team always hoists up a shot at the end just for the hell of it and if mm-hmm. that went in it would have now would have pushed but still I got, wow. lucky. got lucky. Crazy how that all works, right? How about right. that? Jake Asmond's really just been hanging out for this segment, so let's not delay it anymore. Ron Culver has three stories. One of them is fake, and it's on us to determine. Last time, Brooks and Mays did not get it right. No. Just, just letting you know that. It's been a good week. Go ahead, Ron Culver.
5: All right. Well, today, I got some auctions for you to cipher through. You guys ready for it? Yeah. Yeah. So these are all real auctions except for maybe one of them I like these, maybe you never know here's auction number one a chicken nugget in the shape of a character from the popular gaming app among us recently sold for one hundred thousand dollars
0: what is this a zombie game or like an end of the world game among us it's
5: kind of, i'm not really sure my kids play it mm. it's A game where i guess among monks, one of you say you're in a group of four or five. One of you is the killer, I think, or something. I don't know.
0: Oh, so it's like a mystery type game.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, what type of an auction? Where is this auction?
5: Well, this was on eBay.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Okay.
5: EBay auction. And a, uh, a chicken nugget, chicken hmm. nugget sold for a hundred thousand dollars because it was in the shape of one of the characters.
0: Yeah, I mean it's believable. It is believable. Potato chip that looks like the Mona Lisa, right? It's mm-hmm. Crap like this. It is believable.
3: It is believable. Jake, any thoughts? I, I would lean believable. Um, it, it, it it's tough when you hear the first story. I gotta hear how ridiculous Ron will go for the other stories to get a better feel. Hmm. A man who knows Ron well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, know. yes.
5: Ridiculousness is there. Okay. Ridiculous story number two. Maybe we should change it to that, right? A roll of toilet paper for one of Graceland's eight bathrooms sold for $45,000 at a silent auction in Kentucky.
2: I totally believe that because Elvis people are still around and they're still crazy.
0: And Kentucky, I think, is a nice little pull there. It's yeah. not totally obvious like Tennessee, right? Or Florida. Yes. You know, yeah,
2: something stupid in Florida.
0: Kentucky is definitely believable. The, the mm-hmm. proximity of Elvis, right? Yeah. I, I think, and, and here's another thing, too. This is where I, I get a little concerned on the story is there's nothing obvious at all that jumps out as fake. That is right on the surface, believable from Ron's first word to the last word in that story. Mm-hmm. Which sounded real. He sounded like a real big day journalist reading that story. Which gives me some pause here because that's how a lot of times Ron will get you. Right. Hit you with almost a throwaway. Oh, look, that's so obvious. That's so easy to believe. And then turns out that's the fake one.
3: That's all. It's like Deion Sanders letting the receiver get open just enough to bait the quarterback to actually
2: throw.
0: Ron baits us twice a week in this case. And look, Barrett's a fisherman. So you think he wouldn't fall for the bait. (laughs) All right. What's story three?
5: Story number three. An Italian artist sold his invisible sculpture. Yes. For $18,000 last week.
0: Now this I'm surprised it took this long to make it. I thought this might hit on Tuesday and I'm happy you brought it up mainly because this is true. This Mm. is, unless Ron has altered a small, minute detail.
5: I'm not doing
0: that. I know, I know. I'm just joking with you. But yes, this, I know this story to be true, which now reinforces Mm. my theory about story number two.
3: Mm. Mm. Story
0: three is right. And we should talk about this at some point because it is absolutely ridiculous.
5: (laughs) He literally put masking tape on the ground.
2: It's insane.
5: And said, hey, who wants to buy this? And it's just masking tape on
0: yeah, and, somebody- and how much was it sold for? 18 grand. Wow. Insanity. I mean insanity. That, that's a that tax to- right. That's somebody that needs to get rid of 18 grand ASAP. Right?
2: Yeah. right? Yeah. ASAP. They they were they did too well in DFS. Yes. Right?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: thing,
2: right? Yeah. Thing.
0: That's amazing. You know, the guy won, uh, I guarantee he won 100K on the DraftKings 500,000 race to first tournament mm-hmm. and thought, you know, if I just let 18,000 go, yeah. I won't have to pay in this higher tax bracket. What can I spend it on? Or he Boom. put
2: some money on Phil Mickelson to win the PGA yeah. and it actually hit.
3: <laughs> there you go. Pretty yeah. good. Odds I'm going to
2: right? go uh, story
3: one. Jake? I'm with Harry. I'm going one. I don't feel great about it. Um, But, you know, we basically got a 50 50 shot. So give me one.
0: Look, I I think story two, I'm going to go again. Story two here. I think it's just way too obvious. Story one, I would love to be fake as well. But I'm going to go on my island again and go story two, Ron. So,
5: Aton, you're going against the grain. And you would be right, sir. Ah. Damn it. Yes.
0: Wow! Well, yeah. I'll tell you
2: this verification, and now he's he's acing fake news. I tip my cap
0: to Aton Chander. Eitan. Wow.
5: Aton, what are we gonna do?
0: What do you mean? Wait, what?
5: No, I said it's a new Aton. Oh, talking. oh!
0: Yeah. I, I, you you know, like your... were seriously asking me what are we gonna do, and I was like, I don't have next segment planned. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow! I feel like the Boston Bruins last night.
5: I said you guys a fun story, so uh, peruse that one.
2: Yeah, I he did send this story and I I you know maybe I'm just really s- stupid but is that really Amy Schumer?
5: No, it's not Amy Schumer. Oh, I thought well, it might have been story? a
2: bit that she was doing. What's the it's story, not, Ron? It's not a bit. There's this truck driver
5: uh that's a truck driver by the way. Um she uh she rides the open roads that's her living. Right. She showed up at a rest area, rest stop to collect uh a mini fridge or something like that. And so they took her photo. I mean, she looks a lot like Amy Schumer.
2: She does. But, but she, it's Amy Schumer, you know, like trimmed down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Maybe a hotter Amy Schumer. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. And, she, and she has a teardrop tattoo underneath her left eye.
5: But that's not because it, it's not because of what you <laughs> fake. There's so many questions with this photo. Mm-hmm. That, that's why I sent it to you. Because the teardrop tattoo is not because she killed someone. Mm -hmm. Because she accidentally murdered a pedestrian. (laughs) So she got the tattoo to honor him.
2: Right, right. She fell asleep at the wheel and actually ran somebody over and accidentally killed them. So she got the tattoo to honor the person.
5: The thing to pay attention to is look at the sign above.
2: Yeah. Stop pooping in our parking lot is a sign in this truck stop. This can be
0: real. Look yeah, at it, it's real. And Look and she's script. wearing
2: she's wearing a shirt that says
0: trucking and. I right, we need to put this pickup. up. Can you email it to me, please? <laughs> <laughs> We're back in three. He texted on- it to you. He texted it?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. I got to start following this Selena 52 truck stop. Right, Big so- rig driver Amelia stopped in this morning to redeem her cranking the hog reward points for this brand new mini fridge valued at over five hundred dollars due to the monster energy
0: branding. Is so this she- like when? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, for those of you who remember, is this like when Creed Bratton wins the mini fridge in the office? But like what is happening here? Where did this come from? Why is this a thing?
2: Well, Amy Schumer was trending on Twitter, and this is ah, why, because okay. people thought that this was Amy Schumer or she looks like Amy Schumer.
0: Okay, so here is the actual picture of her for those of you who are, which is everybody right now since we're in the break. Right? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Now, what what is that a Stucky's? What is that? <laughs> stuckies,
2: I love stuckies.
0: Is that seriously? Is that a stuckies? Or, or what's the one that the
2: uh, Haslam, the owner of the Browns, owns? Oh, uh, Flying Jay. Flying
0: J. yeah, they were they're big. Man, cranking the hog. We need a segment. Yeah, we need to create a segment. Like, can we rebrand overtime as cranking the hog? Yes, coming up next at one o'clock Eastern, we crank the hog. Yeah, well, I'm following this truck stop uh uh, account
2: now, it's at Selena Truck Stop, it's Selena, Tennessee. Is she
0: verified?
3: (laughs) They've got 1400 followers, Selena 52. Yeah, looks like I will be making a stop there at some point in my life. I don't think you can do that. Like, I don't think
0: you can just change the definition of a tattoo that is pretty much entrenched in. And again, Murder. I never claim to be an expert on any of this, which I'm not, but I don't think you can just say, well, I got a tattoo that means this, but it really means this, right? Yeah. Like, you can't get a tattoo, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to say like something horrific like you know i'm not going to go down that road as far as like a symbol but you know you can't get a tattoo that says mom and say this is for my dad right right that's all i'm saying you can get that t-shirt though that
2: she's wearing right there on their twitter feed that's beautiful by the yeah. way how do i buy
3: that that t-shirt mm, Jake, i'm gonna buy one for Aton. Yeah, yeah we'll see how long that blue check mark will last hey i'll
0: wear that shirt on the show right <laughs> that's all i'm saying I'd wear it on the show. Do we have any more audio? Or I think we hit it all, right? Uh, well, there's Shambo okay. Or not Shambo
2: yes. Kepka. Gross. That's Kepka. on the prep sheet, right? Yes, it is.
0: But we have to get to uh, – we, we don't have time at this right this second here because we're back in 10 seconds, but we need Jake's thoughts because he was ahead of the price gouging. He was on top of it.
6: He was all over it.
0: Insight. Yes, we need some insight. I guess this it's too late for some golf plays huh? on the live, radio network
5: presented by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> live from the O'Reilly
4: Auto Parts studios. <laughs> here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays.
0: Brooks back on Tuesday. But don't worry, we have a lot of stuff planned in his absence and hopefully we'll hear from him as well. We're going to hear from Brooks Kepka on Bryson DeChambeau, but we need to hear from Jake Asman. Now, we rip Jake. We make fun of Jake. We have fun with Jake. All three things all under the same umbrella about his beef with Chipotle. It's as infamous as my beef with Twitter here. Now, he was ahead of something, Harry. Remember when he came on and said, look, there's a difference, a four-cent difference in what I pay for one versus the other? Turns out he was not alone in figuring out – that there is some issue going on with a price hike in Chipotle. Do you feel vindicated Jake, at all, Jake?
3: Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I And it's why, you know, I came on your guy's show and I said I was speaking up for the voiceless. I was a mm-hmm. voice for the voiceless against this injustice. And now everyone is seeing that Chipotle has increased its prices. So, you know, this location here in Houston that was within a mile of the other one that was already 32 cents above uh you know, the, the, the normal rate, you know, it, it was a sign of things to come. And now everyone around the country is having to deal with a price increase on their burritos and burrito bowls. Now, what is is this due to raising the minimum wage? They claim it's due to that. But then yeah. there are people that are pushing back on the fact that, you know, the CEO of Chipotle got like an extra sixty four million dollars in his oh a bonus pay, a yeah. bonus of some sort. So. You know the, the the big corporates are uh, taking advantage of the little guy once again. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's a back and forth on on all of this here. To where, if you were to take the bonus and equally disseminate it throughout, if you were looking at employee wages, now, look, this isn't to say one or the other. It, it, clearly, you have some people that are making minimum wage. You have some people that are making. $33 million in a bonus. So clearly there is a discrepancy in how much people are taking home. But its I don't think just looking at the back and forth on this and looking at the numbers, because you always want to follow the money, right? And not just sure. yelling and screaming. It's much more complicated than simply, you take away that guy's $33 million bonus and everybody makes $20 an hour as it is. Well, these people are, are just being caught as a result of the bonus. Like There's some nuance to this about... Where that money could be spread out and how little it would help the actual employees. So that's all I'm saying is just to, to try and provide some nuance. But either way, it looks like the consumer in Jake Asman is really the one getting
3: shafted here, right? Well, I, I, I think I speak for those that that love Chipotle. You know, I right. mean, we are we are definitely getting shafted here. Problem is, I'm a Chipotle junkie, so it's mm-hmm. not going to stop me right. from uh, from going. It's like I complain need about. Your yeah, I I complain yeah. about Major League Baseball every day, but I'm going to watch every Yankee game every night. I'm part of the problem. I need you're to that guy. Yeah, yeah, I I don't have I don't have a spine. I can't boycott. Now, play
2: action real on our stream says, um, and this is true. He is originally from Houston. He says it's an outrage that Jake chooses Chipotle <laughs> over all the other delicious restaurants in Houston.
0: Yeah, we've never really touched on this. You are Michael Scott going to Sbarro's in the middle of Manhattan. Like, what the hell is wrong with you?
3: I, You know, I like an authentic New York slice. You go to Sbarro's. I like, you know, authentic Mexican food in Houston. You go to Chipotle. That's how it works. This is disgraceful.
1: It is, no, is, is pretty bad.
3: Right? Remember when we
0: destroyed the new Texans, Coach? because he openly admitted without openly admitting it, that he's never really had Tex-Mex and that, right. you know, I always start with the
3: nachos. Yeah. yeah. So does the rest <laughs> of the entire planet. Well, he said Houston has the best Tex-Mex Yeah, or you know, he said, Texas has the best Tex-Mex in the country. And to that, I said, David Cully, well, I would hope so. Cause you're in Texas. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's part of Tex-Mex. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and I don't know
0: if you can still rip this guy. Like, Here's the thing. Jake Asman goes on the Jake Asman program, which is heard 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time across all SportsMap radio platforms and beyond and destroys this Houston Texans coach for not knowing his ass from a plate of nachos. And here you are openly admitting to going to Chipotle in Texas. Tex-Mex. That's the first part of Tex-Mex.
3: No, it's fair. I will say though, I do eat Tex Mex quite often, but Chipotle is like my go-to because you know for eleven dollars and seventy-five cents, I can get something that is not terrible for you and it fills me up. So that it's more out of a like convenience I go to Chipotle. If I'm gonna go to LT Empo for my Houston people listening, or if I'm gonna go to, you know, the original Nymphas or Chewy's or any of the other incredible Tex Mex spots that are here in the state or specifically in Houston, it's gonna run you up a, a hefty bill and you know, if you want the full experience, you know, you want to get guac and queso on the side. You want to get, you know, maybe some quesadillas or enchiladas or fajitas. You know, Chipotle, you know what you're getting. You're getting a bowl or a burrito and you're in and you're out. So it's more at a convenience than I go to Chipotle as much as I do. There we go.
2: Wow. I'll tell you. Maybe Mexico just raised the price of avocados. Maybe that's what maybe that's the reason.
3: That's also a salient point. How do we know that Mexico is yeah. not involved in this?
0: exactly could be you, you know honestly trying to subvert the cuisine in Texas <laughs> by all means you know there's there there could be something to it now looking at you're looking at a bet no 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 I'm, I'm just I'm looking at the difference here like you know like
3: another tweet that's coming up no no your- no. look
0: I'm, I'm looking at the like the people that are tweeting about Chipotle and the increase in cost and all as a result of the wage or a part of me, as a result of the bonus, aren't really offering any info or data. So there's this guy. I don't know who the hell he is. Ken Klippenstein, who tweets. Funny how price increases are blamed on modest wage increases instead of executive compensation. And all he does below is provide the two pictures of, you know, the NBC News thing, Chipotle prices go up. And then the second part of it from Bloomberg, which says, you know, the boss gets an extra sixty four and a half million from tweak results. But then looking again at someone. And again, I don't know who the hell this guy is either. Charles Fane Lehman puts out Chipotle has 97,000 full-time employees and links it with a Yahoo Finance article, Mm -hmm. which works out to about $600 per employee from added executive compensation or 28 cents in a typical 2000 work year. So yeah, he thinks it's probably the wage bump. And that's all I'm saying is, I don't know what it is, but the people who are saying it's not the wage bump or part of me who was saying it's not the increase of the CEO are at least providing numbers and data to that. They may be wrong, but at least there's numbers to it. The other people on the side of saying, no, 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 this is a result. Uh, you know, don't blame the wages are not even providing any data to it. So I don't know what to believe, except at least some people
3: are providing numbers. That's all. That's it's what I somewhere thinking. in the middle. Yeah. It's probably somewhere in the middle is the truth in that. Like I'm sure, you know, part of the reason they increase prices is to, you know, increase the minimum wage for their employees. And I'm sure part of it's also well, they gave their, you know, their all the suits there, big big raises. So they gotta make up for that as well. So I'm sure I'm sure there is some truth in both those sides.
2: Well, I probably yeah. wouldn't even notice like if I was paying no. an extra thirty some cents. Like well, Jake, Jake, I don't know, I don't know, you know, good on him for noticing that stuff.
0: He was ahead of the game. Yeah. Mary, he was ahead of the game.
2: Well I, said,
3: I speak out for the voiceless.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Now, there's big news regarding Dak Prescott, and I love it because all of this pressure on the Cowboys, I I don't think they can handle. I think this is an an absolute train wreck to be this year that most likely the Giants are going to take advantage of maybe Washington with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It ain't going to be us here in Philadelphia, but. Dak Prescott became the highest paid NFL player with the Jordan brand. You see this? Wow.
2: Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Good on him. Oh, great for him. Has the number been exposed? How much he got?
0: I don't know offhand, but it looks like the signing comes after a couple months of his signing, that four-year $160 million deal with the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. So, no, I don't see a number here at all, but – I just – there's something about Dallas and pressure that I just don't trust, you know? Well, when was the last time they really had pressure? (laughs) Last year before Dak got hurt, I think. You think? I
2: mean, that was so early in the year.
0: Yeah. Oh, I guess you're right. I mean, there's always
2: expectations, I guess. Some of them are faulty with with the Cowboys. But when was the last time – I mean, you know, what, that playoff game that Romo lost in Seattle? That's a long time ago.
3: Could the, be a long one. The year they were what third or twelve and four with with uh Des and they you know, lost
2: in Green 12. Bay on that bad call. Right? Yeah.
3: They were expected to be good that year. Yeah, you know, okay. the 13-3 year where they had a rookie quarterback and you know, rookie Z came out of nowhere. I so it's tough to say there was like pressure on them that season when Dak yeah. came in for Romo. I, I would say last year they had pressure, A I think you're right because yeah. Yeah, everyone talked about how talented the roster is, and Jason Garrett held them back. Well, they replaced Garrett with McCarthy, and they started off bad, even with Dak. And then right. obviously, Dak. And didn't then he got college. hurt. It's over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think let's build off of that real quick. The Cowboys come into this season with what we presume to be a healthy Dak Prescott. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to believe otherwise. A team that outside of and they got a little bit better with especially Micah Parsons, but a team that has some holes on defense needs to get better the defensive coordinator and everything happening last year was a travesty but at the same time you look around the division they have the talent they have the one stable piece at quarterback isn't this the year where everybody is going to be expecting them harry to not only win the division but like home field and uh, as far as first round and more
2: yeah absolutely i mean this this has got to be like an 11 you know 11 12 win team right
3: right they better win that division. What yeah, they, I mean, well, who's the best team in the division if not them? Like Fitzpatrick and Washington. Washington's defense,
2: out. and if they get, if Fitzpatrick, you know, can stay upright and not throw too many interceptions, they're going to be pretty the problem good. Problem
3: is though, we're at the point of the Fitz cycle where now he got the contract again, now he stinks again. Mm. So like it's it's about the turn for Fitz. We've seen it too many times. The Giants could be good. Daniel Jones is good. I'm still not right. convinced that he's you know a franchise quarterback. Like, Dallas, to me, is still the best team because they have the best quarterback. Like, they just paid Dak the most money a quarterback's ever had. I I feel like they better win that division. Otherwise, McCarthy could be bounced out of a job.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing, and back to Harry's point about when they really felt pressure even outside of last year, they just don't handle it well. That You know, like, I don't look at anything from the top, the owner, all the way through Dak or other guys on the field this is not a team that I would want to stake money in and, and stake claims on and say, oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they are locked into winning this division. I, yes, clearly, they're the odds on favorite. They're at minus 105. So for a while, they were still at plus money, and they've been bet down now mm. below that. But I, I just, you know, honestly, I don't know. I can't, tr- not to say the Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. I wouldn't put my money on the Eagles either at plus 500, but it just seems like the Cowboys are so bad at handling all of this exterior pressure. I don't know why this changes this year simply because Dak's back, especially now with news like this. It's not his fault or anything, it's just continuing to be.
2: So you obviously you obviously like the fact that this is happening because you you think this is more uh more burdensome
0: for, for Dak. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Okay. I love it. More pressure.
3: On the Cowboys. They they do it it to themselves, though, right? I mean, like, like, the
0: owner does it.
1: Yeah.
3: He he speaks after every game. There's no ownerslash who's also the team's general manager that talks to the media after every game. Like, more people in Dallas care more about what Jerry says after the game than what the head coach says. And that's like, that is flawed. Like, I know Jerry loves to be in the mix. I get it. I probably would be the same way if I owned a team like he does. But like you gotta take yourself out of it. Like there's no reason to talk to the media after every game. And then well, he, he, goes on radio. he goes on radio
2: every week, too. Yeah. It's like it's, must listen.
3: And then his son goes on radio the next day. So you get Jerry add to the game, Jerry on radio the next day, his son on radio the day after Steve. that. Like yeah, too much ownership talk.
0: It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm glad
2: ours doesn't talk like that.
0: No, not at all. Quick one, and we're back still live on the network or still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page, back in three on sports map radio. You know, it's, I'm just saying, I love, I love, love, love where Dallas is in because I know the Eagles are not going to be good this year, but watching that collapse with the expected pressure or belief that they can be good. All of that. I, I can't wait to see it happen. I look at this like the most, like this is bigger than the LeBron exit for me. This is bigger than the Yankees completely collapsing. All of the easy things to hate in professional sports. This would, definitely take the cake because unlike even LeBron with the Lakers who are dealing with the seven seed, all these other things, injuries, etc., this is a team in Dallas who is basically being ushered to the front row. Like, here you go. It's your division. Take it, take it, take it. It's going to be yeah. an epic collapse. I, I
2: think it's more, more has to do with uh, who else is in the division and the current state of those teams. Like I nobody agree. wants to believe, you know, Washington won the, the, Last year, they were below 500. Nobody really wants to believe that they've improved themselves enough. Nobody believes in the Giants or their
3: quarterback. Right. And the Eagles in the are head in head transition. Right. Right. Yeah. right. I think you guys are going to end up with Deshaun Watson when it's all said and done. I have a, I have a sneaky feeling something's what going is, on.
2: Did you see one of his, one of his, uh, one of the teammates said he wants to go to Denver.
3: Yeah, yeah, Kareem Jackson. The problem with that though is like every former teammate of his is trying to recruit him or mm. whatnot. He, he wants out of Houston, and they're trying to very quietly they're trying to change that narrative that it's about the lawsuit. It's more about now him playing this year. He posted workout videos for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and there's been nothing from either lawyer. In this case, which leads me to believe that they're working on a settlement right now to try and get them to be able to play this season at some point. Hmm. Crazy. Well, I found one movie in this list that I've seen,
0: Aton. Oh, nice. Yes. Hold on. Right. Uh, uh, all right. What do you have? Gotti with John Travolta. I saw that.
3: Oh, Kevin Connolly directed that movie.
2: I heard it was mm. terrible.
0: Yeah, was that, it wasn't was that, very good. Is that like a real movie in the theaters, or did that just? I thought Armand
2: Sante did Gotti. Well, they might have too, but Travolta did the most recent one. It was like 2018.
3: Oh, Yeah, Kevin Connolly directed that. It was apparently like a box office disaster. him. Kevin Connolly? He played E on Entourage. Oh,
0: okay. The least believable New Yorker, even with a New York accent? He's from New York, which is pretty funny. And he and he couldn't – none of those guys could sell me that they were from New York. All right? You yep, I never watched it. it. Turtle,
3: yeah. it it's Turtles, could. Right? Yeah.
0: You walk down Midland Parkway with one of these guys before that show even started. They'd look like a sore thumb uh, sticking out. All right, I have casted you. you. You would have been great on that. No, show. no. I, I look. I, I this that show. This was this is it. That show was terrible in in one regard that it, you couldn't give it a shot if you were late to it because you were mm.
3: told it was the best.
0: Yeah. Thing That's that
3: why I never did. went in. It was really tough. It would also never work today with some of the the jokes and stuff they got away with during that time.
4: You are listening to the Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network, presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
0: Jake Asman, too. All right, real quick before overtime, we'll focus a lot on football, football, football. This is Brooks Kepka
11: he didn't say anything to me. It wasn't, um, he wasn't speaking to me. Um, he was, I guess either had signed his scorecard or wherever he was. And I was just to the right of the media tent where you go in, or I guess right in front of the microphones where you guys were all were. And, um, he, I don't want to say he was like screaming. He was saying something about how he hit a perfect shot and it shouldn't have been there. And he was just, it was just very, very loud. Um, Yeah, I don't think the mics picked up on that, but it was, it was, it felt like it was just so the fans could hear, or it it was just with the media right there. You kind of know, hey, look, we're all kind of in this area. Just tone it down, and it was just so loud. And then I think he realized that he had gotten right behind me, and he toned it down a little bit. And he, but it was still, and I just lost train of thought, which I think was pretty obvious.
2: Harry. Yeah, wrong. well, that wasn't the cut I was talking about, but oh no, that was him talking about, you know, I just wondered, what the, is the spikes. For
4: you I don't know. How would you characterize?
11: It? How would I characterize it? I mean, I don't know where where you want to start. But like, I guess where where do you want to start? That's I guess more my question. I
4: mean, is this a fun thing for you, or is there a little more to it, or? You know, some people see this, this is, this
11: is unusual for golf, and we're saying, what's going on with these things? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good for the game. I really do. Uh, I mean, the fact that golf's on pretty much every news outlet for, I don't know, about two weeks uh, pretty consistently, I think that's a good thing. It's growing the game.
1: That's the one.
2: He thinks that this feud is actually good for the game Do you agree? I agree. Does golf agree? I don't think golf agrees.
0: I
3: love it. It's
1: great. I love it too. We're
3: talking about golf. He's right. We're talking about golf all the time now with these guys.
10: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Thanks to Ron Culver. We're back tomorrow on Sports Map Radio, overtime next. And Jake's going to stay here until he leaves.
10: Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, overtime, as you know, on the Jacob
0: Media YouTube page, we are live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Law studios each and every day. And if you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The show, The Middle, sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. So we've got about 10 minutes here. Let's keep it focused. Is there anything? Now, look, it could be about what we just talked about. I know that a lot of people here come to the show for Harry's picks. And some insight into the PGA. We talked about baseball and really the struggles that the sport has to keep people interested in it. A feud always. I I think a feud like, look, hip hop sold millions upon millions of records by just creating a beef, creating feuds. Somebody gets shot, unfortunately, because it takes it too far. But, yeah, Yeah. you can create. And, man, I just don't think this is manufactured from track, right? A diss track. Are we going to get a diss track?
2: Yeah. I I think it is somewhat manufactured because there's $40 million now at stake for these guys that get social media attention. And I think some of this is done, at least on Kepka's part, to generate that. And I think it's a little bit contrived. I don't think Bryson really gives a damn
3: to I be honest to with it you it up a little bit for sure yeah,
2: it's contrived to a certain degree
3: well i also don't think uh i, I also believe kepka that he doesn't like uh I, I
2: believe that i don't think he likes him a little bit but i don't think dechambeau really cares
3: yeah dechambeau kind of strikes me as just a quirky just odd guy like you know mm-hmm. that guy is just like you know what's that guy's deal like right. that's that, that that's like bryson dechambeau when you listen to him like interact and talk to people no doubt now, His name I, is also Bryson DeChambeau. Like, can you have more of a name that's a golfer name than that? I, I know DeChambeau,
2: <laughs> not Rochambeau. Chambeau. No. no, I, I want to get back to what something that Jake said in the in the show about Deshaun Watson. Why do you no. think? What you have this sneaky feeling that you can't get over that he's going to become an eagle. Why do you think that? I
3: just, I look at the draft capital they have. And like, you're going through like a process of elimination with teams. I think a lot of what happens with Watson will be impacted by what eventually happens. If anything with Aaron Rodgers. Mm. I I feel like the Eagles make sense because they're not a team that's trying to win like right away. So if they were to acquire Deshaun and he had to like get an eight game suspension, it's you could sell the fan base on a long-term plan and we'll get this guy back eventually. And he could be our guy. and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just look at some of the teams that can also make a move for Deshaun. Like, there's not as many as you think that have the capital to get it done. And I think when he does eventually settle, he's he's still going to be worth at least, I think, two first-round picks minimum, yeah. maybe more. And, and the they Eagles got it. The, and the Eagles have the j- draft capital to do it. And, like, if Howie Roseman's trying to save his job, the way to do it is to get a franchise quarterback after what happened with Wen. So I think it just makes sense, really, for both sides at the end of the day to get something done if it gets to that point.
2: Hmm. That's interesting, because I'm, I'm kind of holding out
3: for that, too, <laughs> to be honest with you. Just keep them away from the massage parlors in town. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I just don't know. I Honestly, I don't know. Like, yes, if you're able to get Deshaun Watson, you make a trade for him. Mm-hmm. But you're giving – I think a lot of what the Eagles are associated with Watson is because they have the capital to do it. Like, the Jets were associated with everybody that could be moved because they had the capital to do it. And they're still not, you know, necessarily sold
2: on what they have at the position. They got the capital and they have a kid who some fans would like to see be the guy, but you don't know if he's the guy.
0: Does Deshaun Watson want to come here now? Technically, Deshaun Watson just wants to get the hell
3: out of Houston, right? I I don't think he cares where he goes. Yeah, I I that bad. He wants out. He wants nothing to do with the with the organization. That's why I think you're having Kareem Jackson come out and be like, "Oh, yeah, he's telling me he wants to go to Denver." They they want the conversation to be about him trying to leave Houston and get traded, than they do, you know, about the 22 uh, you know civil suits that have been filed against him. So I think he'd go anywhere, and I think he'd like playing in Philly. Like I think his. Uh, it, it, his, his marketing manager is a Brooklyn guy, but there was mm. like videos of Deshaun in like the Philly area. I remember earlier in the off season and Eagle fans were telling him, come to Philly, oh, yeah. man, really. So I think he'd like playing there. I mean, who wouldn't It's a, it's a great sports town. And obviously they would, they would love him if he got the opportunity to play well for the Eagles. Well, wasn't,
2: wasn't Miami one of the towns that was rumored way back when this first started?
3: They make sense too, because they have the draft capital yeah. and, and, you know, they might be, you know, a quarterback away from, from being a contender. The issue you have with Miami is you, know, you, you still have Tua. Like, are you really giving up on Tua after just one year right. where he didn't have a preseason and was coming off injury as a rookie? That seems premature to me. Now, if he doesn't get traded this year and, like, he's on the exempt list or he's suspended and the Texans are like, we're not moving you till everything's figured out and your value restored. Then a Tua flames out this year. Then you could argue, well, maybe they, they, they're all in next year. And then you get a bidding war going with the Eagles, Denver, right. Miami. Maybe you drive back up his price to what it was. Or
2: if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, Green Bay might become. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so, an
0: interesting point. What you yeah. can get back for Rodgers and then use that in some sort of deal to, to land Deshaun Watson. And at least, you know, there's talent on that team. Look, Devontae Adams sticks around, and that's mm-hmm. the best anchor you can have. The reason why I asked, though, about about Deshaun Watson coming here is if it were up to you, which it appears like he's going to have at least some influence on it, right? I hate to say it, but wouldn't you rather go to Denver right now?
3: They're closer to winning if he plays.
0: Yes, their defense is is intact. You've got some young guys you can throw the football to. Look, we've got Devontae Smith here, but I don't know what Mm -hmm. Devontae Smith is like. Deshaun Watson doesn't know what Devontae Smith is.
3: Yeah, De- Denver probably makes more sense if you're trying to win right now. But, hey, here's the question I have for you guys Who's more valuable in a trade right now? You know, soon to be 38 year old Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP season or Deshaun Watson, who's obviously, you know, he's 25 years old, but uh, the but being a suspension could be coming. The NFL might not let him play if they put him on the exempt list. And there's a lot of baggage if you're acquiring. Like, who, who would go for more in a trade right now?
0: I think it depends on the market. I think if you're a team right now that you realize you adding Aaron Rodgers instantly makes you a contender for the Super Bowl, and I don't really know who that is offhand, then you are aggressive, way more aggressive, I think, to get Rodgers in a small window. San Francisco. Great. Okay, great. San Francisco has Aaron Rodgers. They're in the Super Bowl, right? Or you can make that argument right away. No, it doesn't mean that Deshaun Watson doesn't bring them to the Super Bowl, et cetera. I think it's more of a long play where a team realizes, hey, I might be able to get Deshaun Watson on my team for the next four or five years. I don't necessarily need to win the Super Bowl right now. I can get him and then build around him. So there's why Mm -hmm. I think the market and it's not a cop out. I just think that's the, the market is going to. Determine, but if you were to match those two scenarios together, I think the team that looks like they could win right now with Rodgers is probably going to be the most aggressive when you look at the end of the result of a trade.
3: I agree. And I think the Texans, from what I've been told, have still been getting calls on Watson, but the the offers are way low. Like they're getting mm-hmm. lowballed right now. So yeah. they're not inclined to trade him just for trading him. Like, you know, they did something I thought pretty smart. They canceled their uh, mini camp next week. So they don't actually have to answer the question, did Deshaun Watson show up? And right. if he did show up, you know, would you let him participate or tell him to go home? Like, you know, they, they could they could have fined him if he didn't show up. It could have gotten ugly. Instead, they canceled it because they had great participation at OTA's and now yeah. uh you know they they get to delay the watson stuff to the summer when training camps
2: be that out. would be the real interesting thing if he did show up you know they're thinking there's no way he's showing up all he of a should. sudden he- yeah, i know that would really
3: Cause Rusty somebody Harding to do money. something. Yeah, like yeah. how much money does Rusty Harding cost to be your attorney? Like, if I'm watching and like I wasn't going to show up anyway, now if I show up, the NFL might tell me to go away and I'll be on paid leave. It's like, right, you know, right. Why not show up and at least get your money? And then you're not going to play anyway.
2: The only thing about the the Denver thing, would you want to be in a division against Mahomes and Herbert and
0: No, I I understand. Maybe Aaron
2: Rodgers in Oakland or in Las
0: Vegas. Well, I, I guess well, what you have to, to answer your question is what do you put more value on the division being winnable or the team around you because if you put the division being winnable then absolutely the Philadelphia Eagles make more sense yes I think if you look at simply the team around you right now Denver yeah yeah, yeah.
2: better weapons at least on offense
0: I think there's that appeal there yeah, yeah. but it's wow. crazy how this thing plays out uh real quick plus 325 to hit a home run tonight is uh, Juan Soto actually like that. <laughs> Actually, like that. Any any interested? Who do they play? Tell me, the Giants, Nats, oh. and Juan Soto at home is plus three seventy five to home run. Anybody right. want to jump in?
2: That sounds like uh, Russo the way he would say it. Oh, Juan yeah. yeah. Soto, uh,
0: with Flores. <laughs> that looks Juan Soto plus three seventy five. Jake, say something now or forever hold your peace. Let's go, baby. We're all in. Yeah, right. That, that sounds like a man who was not physically betting that. All right. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that enough. Jake, we appreciate you, brother. Yeah, That's great stuff, on. man. You're back on when? Because you're not on tomorrow. I'm all
3: tomorrow, Saturday, 3 to 6 Eastern on the network. I'll be back. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. And we'll be back tomorrow here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. That's Harry Mays, Jake Asman, Xander Krause, Ron Culver, Jacob Media, Birds 365, Dan Silio, everybody here. Like, share, subscribe
10: Let's cash some tickets and put it on book it.
8: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon.